This week's episode of Sports Nonsense and Whiskey is brought to you by Tabala Mexican Cuisine. Right now they are rocking a special with melted Havarti and Gouda cheese topped with barbecue pork and garnished with caramelized onions. If that doesn't kickstart your taste buds, you're dead inside. Make sure to check them out on Facebook so you can see the next place to get your fix. Be kind to your body, eat good food. Girls, welcome to yet again another episode of Sports Nonsense and Whiskey. It is November 4th, and I'm hanging out with my guys, Pinky. Whoop, whoop. Zach. What up? How's everyone doing this fine evening? Good. This is the best part of the day, fellas. Nothing better than uh, hanging out with you guys. Better than work. That is very true. I agree as well. Concur? Absolutely. I'm going to start out the show kind of like last week. We had the, uh, you know, uh, the Crucial Catch campaign this month, moving into November, Salute to Service Month. So, again, we want to thank all the veterans, all the folks that serve in the military, past, present, and our future folks in the military. Thank you again for all you do. Thank you for being around the world, helping protect our freedoms, uh, which allowed us to go out and vote yesterday. So thank you again. Uh, shout out to my dad. He was in the military. You guys, any family? Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of family that serves. Very appreciative uh, of what they do on a daily basis, and always amazes me that the things that the military has done over the years and continues to do, it's mind-boggling. It's a very thankless job. They work hard, you know, sixteen, eighteen-hour days every day. As you know, they just do what they're told. That takes a toll on you. So, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. So, with that all being said, what is on the agenda this week, guys? Well, I think uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, COVID. Um, It's coming back pretty strong. A lot of practice squad players are somehow bringing it into the building. Thankfully, uh, some of these practice squad players don't have full contact with the entire roster, so that's helping. But there's a lot of folks out on COVID. Matt Stafford just got put on COVID um today earlier Uh, i did not see that somehow yeah i have uh i have matt stafford in a couple dynasty leagues or a couple leagues in general i am playing uh Taysom hill in one because there's no other quarterbacks available (laughs) it's fine i want to lose and get the number one pick so it's fine but in another one i literally had to like put put stafford and grab Locke because like Locke was the only guy available well that's not bad grab i had to grab Tua. okay Uh, i don't know (laughs) Um, That's but, what I missed, but it sounds like I'm in a lot of trouble you know, this week. John John Elway, Joe Ellis both have it. They're top execs for the Broncos. Um, so, I mean, it's it's kind of going around, but, again, the whole country is seeing a high increase in cases. So it's uh, hopefully all these guys will stay safe because otherwise we might see some more game shuffling, and that was awful. Well, I know I did see uh, – just not too recently here. The Niners lost Ayuk, Williams, and Debo Samuel for the game tomorrow night. So, like, it's... And they were just in contact. They didn't report that they had it. As of now, right, yeah. But it's still... The the amount of people this is starting to affect is getting to the point where 
is just that bye week alone going to be enough, or are they going to have to start building in a couple more if they really want to make sure they salvage the season and kind of push their calendar back a little bit? I don't know. Like, uh, for the Broncos, they lost Shelby Harris today because he was in contact with someone, which they could determine by the end of the week he's fine, but, so he could technically still play Sunday. Well, it seems like they're but just trying to get ahead of it. They're, 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 doing the, they're basically using that contract tracing data to see who who did the person who got it got it, who did they come in contact with, and now that person's quarantining too. So maybe we can salvage something, but it might get ugly here soon. I sure hope not. Being halfway into the season, I mean, we've gone this far. We got to make it. We got to make it. I think part of the problem is going to be the fact that we're coming into your normal cold and flu season. And those symptoms are a lot of symptoms of what COVID's presented. And you start showing something like that, and they're going to say, Lip, got to go sit down three days and let's make sure you don't have any positive tests just because you had a sniffle. Or maybe you did have the flu, but it was just the flu. It wasn't COVID. Granted, you still want to like stay away from your teammates in that situation so the team doesn't get it. But it's still a completely different type of situation where after a couple of days, you're not contagious. If you're feeling good, you can come back, you know, depending on how well you're doing. Well, that's the whole reason my wife made me go get my flu shot is because we don't want to have any symptoms in our house for school wise, because if they have any symptoms, yeah, my, my daughter's school just went back after a two week yeah. delay. We do not want them to stay my, at home. My son's high school <laughs> just got shut down. So they're, they're all e-learning now. Yeah. Which I think is worse for the kids. Not only that, I know it's worse for my wife. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting winter, I think, as this moves forward. And so if uh, I didn't think football would be able to just go straight through the season, no other sport was able to do that without some type of change to their standard formula. And football came out and thought that they were going to be able to just get through it unscathed. And for the most part, they have. But if too many more situations come out like the Titans, which is very plausible at this point in time. There's no way the season's going to stay on time. So they're going to have to maneuver and make some changes. I know we've probably disagreed on how we feel about Vic Vangio of the Broncos, but um, the one thing he has handled really well is the uh, COVID. He's just like, we got to be adaptable. We've said it since the beginning. Things are going to happen. Yeah, we lost our bye week. Oh, well, you know, it. you just got to kind of move with it and just know that this season's not normal. Uh, yeah, I'll give him that. I mean, I again, I think he's a great coordinator. I don't think he's a great head coach. But the way he's managed this whole situation, I mean, the amount of injuries the Broncos have had alone that are out for the season or out for an extended period of time is already something that you have to try and change on the fly how you're going to play the season out. And then you throw COVID on top of that. There's not many teams that have been affected by injuries more than the Broncos. 49ers for sure. Um, but other than that, there hasn't been many others. So the way he's handled the season so far, I'll give him credit for. I just I feel like little game manager type things when you really need to, in today's NFL, I feel be more aggressive. And he's still got kind of that old school bend but don't break mentality, especially being a defensive guy. That's where I think he's just not – good for head coaching more to come on that but as far as covid yeah i agree handled well <laughs> so coming with Me you know with the covid there's also just been a crazy rash of injuries seems like there's a few teams that are just really hit harder than others i you know 
Chiefs have barely had anybody get hurt. Steelers are still in pretty. I mean, they had Devin Bush, but other than that, they're pretty healthy. Seahawks had Jamal Adams, but he's still going to come back. Like he's not out for the year. Um, most of the teams that are really, really good have been pretty darn lucky with the injury bug. Well, and that, I mean, that goes back to COVID too, because at the beginning of the year, I was like, eh, a lot of these aren't really your not being able to practice, not being able to go through preseason type injuries. Um, but the further the season gets into it and the more of the same types of injuries and things we see, it it probably very well could be pointed back to the fact that due to COVID and the shortened off season and the lack of reps and off season training and everything that goes into that very well could be having a drastic effect on these injuries. And so you wonder if some teams are going to be able to skate through the whole season unscathed or if they'll eventually get nipped at the wrong time where some people got it earlier and able to kind of come back from it. Are people like the Steelers that you mentioned, do they get nipped late and it costs them again, kind of like when big Ben went down last year and they still almost made the playoffs playing horrendously really at the quarterback <laughs> position. So, I mean, that's a good point too. Cause I mean, again, this COVID didn't just start now. Like it started back in February when we all heard about it and the draft was changed and free agency was changed and OTAs and training camp. And so it's the fact that you wanted to bring it up and we're talking about it. It's been going on for so long now. It's, it's almost second nature that a lot of people are just kind of dealing with it. And others are somehow seeming like they're unbothered by it. Zach is speechless. I'm speechless. <clears throat> He's desensitized to injuries and COVID. I just think the 49ers have been hit the hardest. They're 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 scraping the bottom of the barrel. You know, the injury plague gets hit us and the Bron or the Broncos and the 49ers pretty I think bad. the Eagles could probably be in that conversation I think the as Eagles, well. Yeah, but exactly. I couldn't think of anybody else if I had to throw another team in there. I mean, the good thing is the Eagles just got um Goddard back in, Rhaegar. Lane Johnson looks like he might be coming back. So again, some of these teams really injured early were able to kind of tread water and make it through somehow and might still have a shot here. Well, this is a blessing also. in disguise for the 49ers though, because they're going to end up with a top five pick again. And well, they, that's how they got Bosa. <laughs> that's how they got Bosa. And now they're going to replace Jimmy G. So it's going to be great. You think? I think they're getting rid of Jimmy G. I actually tend to agree. And I, oh. I, I don't dislike Jimmy G. Um, but I, I tend to, with the injuries, the way they've hit him and him not being able to stay on the field and, the fact that he kind of is up and down a little more than you'd like to see, I, I could definitely I would, see that. I'd call the Patriots and ask, what what will you give? Sixth rounder? Fifth rounder? What, what, what do we got to do? Let's make this happen. Make this real interesting. Go get Darnold first. Put Darnold well, I think the, with that healthy team. Well, yeah, the healthy team. I, don't I mean, Jimmy saw it healthy a couple times, and he just couldn't quite – be the magic from the quarterback position, but they still won. I don't know enough about Darnold to say like that's a great idea. Matt Ryan would be killer in that offense. What? Why? He was Are an MVP always... in that offense. Cool. He's got what? Maybe two more good years. Maybe. Hey man, Super Bowls or Super Bowls, go get them when you can. And he hasn't quite ever been able to win on because you got to pay Darnold in two years. Like Matt Ryan's already under contract. I just don't think we know what we have with Darnold yet. I think he's a franchise quarterback, so that's why I'm willing to go snag him. But not every franchise quarterback fits into the Shanahan offense. 
It's pretty What has Darnold showed you that doesn't fit into that offense? Eh, he's he's not that guy for Why? that offense. Why? I just don't see it from him. He doesn't what? he's not as accurate as he needs to be to to play in that offense. Cuz they don't ask you to throw the ball a whole lot, but when they do, you got to be accurate with it. I mean, you know, when you have to throw it in under 2 seconds. He's not throwing it much. I, it I gets agree, a lot harder to be accurate. I'm I haven't seen enough of him. And he hasn't had a lot to play with, but I'm not on. I'm. I think he is a franchise quarterback. I just don't know if if you're loading up for a Super Bowl run, which you have to do, with all the young talent they have that they're going to end up having to pay, and they're getting rid of their older talent that they still have a lot of dead cap money on. If they're going to push for the Super Bowl, they got to do it now. You they think don't Darnold have time to is less than Jimmy G? I think Jimmy G is really bad. I I don't like him at all. So you like Darnold more? I would, I like Darnold more. But okay. you gotta, but you're gonna have to pay Darnold without knowing what he is, and they already did that with Jimmy G. But I don't think they make that same mistake. You get two years of Darnold. He's got. He's this in his, his fourth year. year. He's in his fourth year right now. Or they've got. They'd have to pick up his fifth year option. Right. Right. But then you'd get two years to see what happens, and it's not that expensive compared to what you'd pay Matt Ryan. And Matt I don't Ryan's see already, Matt Ryan being any better than Sam Darnold. For a Super Bowl right now, yes. Long term, no. Yeah, I agree with Pinky. For a Super Bowl right now, yeah. You want to chase a ring, you want to go get it. Why, why go would get you Matt pick Ryan. up someone that you haven't really seen? Matt Ryan knows that offense, and he ran it really well. I also think the 49ers don't have a lot of great wide receivers. I mean, they have a lot of wide receivers, but I don't think they're, like, great. That That's probably okay, that's part getting, of their problem. We're getting way too deep into this at this point in time. We're not there yet, but okay, fine. Fine. Interesting thoughts that COVID starts bringing up and trains start derailing rather quickly. What else you got for this week, Pinky? Well, I know you had a rant that you needed to go on, and I'm going to go silent. I'm going to respect you. I'm going to listen to the knowledge that you're going to bring. Well, I don't know how, much, you, knowledge, how much knowledge is going to come out of this, but I do have a rant, so... Throw throw like three minutes because I don't want to be on this for too long. So just time it and then cut me off. But guys, this uh, this COVID thing is starting to affect a lot of situations. And it, it hit my Nebraska Cornhuskers this last weekend. And they didn't even get to play a game because the other team had some COVID issues and tests that came through in Wisconsin. And funny enough, the criteria that needs to be met by the Big Ten – which is the most stringent there is out there. 21 days. You have to sit 21 days instead of the normal time frame that everybody else is running by with the CDC because of a, a and I'm probably going to say this wrong, a, a pathologist and an epidemiologist, I believe, are presidents of two of the Big Ten schools, and they think they're smarter than everybody else in the country. So they set up these crazy restrictions. Wisconsin didn't even have those restrictions met in order to not be able to play the game, and they called it themselves, first of all. Second of all, the way the Big Ten started the season and saying that they were going to not cancel, they are going to wait and see how things play out, and then all of a sudden canceling was ridiculous. No backup plan, started bailing water, realized they were going to lose a ton of money, and decided they are going to bring the season back. They had a month when they announced that before the season started. Teams were still training. They were still getting together. They could have just started like two weeks later, probably three weeks later at the latest. Instead, they waited even longer. Have no bye week built into the season to make up any games, move the schedule around at all. 
They're saying you need six games out of eight to qualify for the Big Ten Championship. Wisconsin is now not playing this weekend either because they actually did have more positive COVID tests. They sure did. And will not be playing this week. So far, no announcement by the Big Ten that they have to forfeit those games and wins for the other teams. They're just canceled games, and you don't get them on your schedule, regardless that it wasn't your fault. So now coming back to Nebraska for a second here. The Big Ten and the nation ate them alive when the Big Ten canceled the season. They said, we can still play football. Let us go do it. We'll represent the Big Ten. We'll go independent. We'll make a schedule, and we'll play. They said no. No, we're not going to let you do that. And they were they were chastised at the stake for it. It was absolutely ridiculous. And then Ohio State came out a week later and said, we agree, we want to do the same thing. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, let's probably, yeah, we're listening to Ohio State now. That makes a lot of sense. We should probably, we should probably figure out how to bring the season back now that Ohio State's talking because they have a chance to win the national championship. So we need that money too. So finally, last week, their game is canceled. They have a way to make the game up. They have an opponent that is willing to play them in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Big Ten says no. Can't do it. Not allowing it. Paul Feinbaum comes out. Paul Feinbaum. What a joke this guy is. Cranky old man in the SEC thinking he knows better than everybody else. Talking about how Nebraska's being whiny. And they should get kicked out of the Big Ten. The Big Ten doesn't need them. Who cares? Paul Feinbaum. Nebraska brings in more revenue than 90% of the SEC teams. Easily. And we don't win. Imagine what happens if we start winning again, what we'll bring in in revenue. They leave the Big Ten. We'll fill that. I promise you. There are plenty of other conferences that will have that losing tradition that's now built up in Nebraska. I don't care. But shut your mouth, you whiny old man. You came out to start the season and said it was a mistake for anybody to play football. This is, this is a pandemic, and you can't do it safely. Then teams started coming back, and you said, well, it makes a lot of sense. Alabama's doing it safely. Of course, Alabama does it. Everybody can do it now. Well, then the Big Ten canceled, and you said the Big Ten is ridiculous. They could have done this. They blew it. They're idiots. Nebraska speaks out about it, and you say they're whiny. Shut your mouth. Leave it alone. Stay in the SEC. Nobody wants to hear from anybody talking crap anymore. I'm done. Go Big Red. Well, a lot of mistakes are being made with all that. Um, that's a lot of hate going on there. I don't even know how to respond. Do you need a hug? No, I'm good. I told you I just need a little rant. Okay. I think you need a hug. People coming at my Huskers real hard. I had to. I had to finally respond to something. It was. It was too much ridiculous coming out. And I hadn't heard about any of it because I mean, who cares about Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel the exact same way. My so. team sucks too. I love Miami and they suck, but I've, I'm so I, I'm just so disenchanted with most of college football that I literally just watch highlights of players. I like, yeah, that guy would look great on the Broncos, or that guy <laughs> would look great on the Raiders. Like, only draft time do I really care. Yeah, I don't think uh, people really have college. I don't want to say respect for the game because you definitely have respect for the game, but. Uh, an appreciation for what it really is unless you have an affiliation of so, some reason. And if I'm, you just like a team, I don't it's different than the NFL. I, I just feel like they need to find a way and I don't I don't know the way. I don't know the solution. But the problem is is I get tired of getting excited for a game. 
Like, this is going to be a great game. We've got number one and number eight, and they're playing, and it's 70-3. to three. Like, the the mismatch of talent. And, and again, I, like I said, I don't know the solution. But every time I get excited for a college football game and I sit, I spend my Saturday night, which because I spend all day Sunday, if I'm going to spend a Saturday night or a Saturday afternoon watching a game, there's I, it's got to be a good game because my wife's going to give me hell for it. So to make it worth it, it's got to be something awesome. And it never is. Start, it's always these blowouts. Start asking me which games to watch then, because you're just not watching the right ones, apparently. I've, I've watched, tried watching them all. Uh, there's been some amazing games, especially just in recent history. I mean, one that just comes to mind out of nowhere is the time B- Baker beat Ohio State in the horseshoe, planted the flag at center field after the game. That game was incredible. That was early in the season. That might have been the first game of the season. Second week in the season, I it was early. probably saw parts of that one. I mean, that's just one that comes to the top of my mind. I, there's been a bunch. But you're talking about how many games they play every year, and you're, you know, you're talking well, yeah, about Yeah, I mean, they, some of those you have to look at and they go, don't I don't measure care up. what the ranking says. It's not going to be a good – you just have to know. It's like if somebody's playing Dallas at the beginning of the season. You're like, fool's gold. And then it played out as fool's gold. Yeah, I just I, – I, I would like to see the ability to get teams that are really good. Like, I don't want to see Ohio State play Akron or – Oh, I like, will give that to you. Alabama scheduling Central Arkansas, Louisiana State, Memphis Central in I, I, week eight of the anybody season. Anybody in the SEC playing Kentucky is like Kentucky's like the whipping boy. Like, yeah, well, why are they even there anymore? You're playing a big school in your conference. I don't care. You don't need to be playing Division twos. They do because they or need, FBS. I'm sorry. Like they they need to not be in that conference anymore because they're not competitive. They are the whipping boy. Like I don't want to see that. Kentucky wouldn't be the worst team in the Pac-12. Probably not. Colorado's still the worst team in the Pac-12, so. They're pretty close. I'm not wrong. I enjoy that a lot. (laughs) Zach, what kind of nonsense do you have this week? What's on your mind? Well, I would just like to say congratulations to Nolan Arenado for his eighth consecutive gold glove today. So... Way to go, Nolan. I wish you would stick around with the Rockies for a couple more years. But you, you know my guess is you're going to end done. up on the Dodgers. That brings up a really good point. Guys, once we're done with our nonsense, this show's going to get super, super politically vote. He- no, I'm just kidding. But there was a big vote in the MLB this last week, and Arenado got his eighth in a row. Eighth in a row. Gold glove, which is amazing. Um, I did not catch, and I meant to go back and look, but who do you have up who has the Cy Young and the MVPs? And I don't think I saw it yet. Betts won the MVP. Did he? Um, trying to remember what the – I just – it was like flashed across, and I meant to go back and look and totally forgot to do so. But, yeah, all the MLB awards came out finally. Yeah, I just don't know him because it flashed across my uh, phone since I follow the Rockies. Yeah, the likelihood of him being with the team next year will be a miracle. It's a travesty, but – well, I think Justin Turner's contract is up at the end of this year, or or is up right now. So yeah. that being said, yeah, they're in the market for a third baseman, and unfortunately, I have a real strong feeling it's going to be Nolan because they can pay him his salary. Magic going to take some more of that movie theater money that he's getting rid of, and he's going to take some more of that loan money that he got into the community, and he's going to go buy Arenado because they got plenty of money to spend with that ownership group. Well, I just, man, I mean, if they keep Bellinger, too, 
Forget about it. I mean, you can spend whatever you want in baseball as long as you want to pay the luxury tax. Which the Yankees and the Dodgers do. You can do the same in basketball, actually. Penalties are different. It gets cr- pretty crazy, but you can go over. Not like baseball, though. Baseball baseball's like there isn't even a luck. Like, the luxury tax gets insane after a certain amount of time, but... Like, if you've got the money, like the way the Yankees bring in money and stuff, Boston, Dodgers. L.A., yeah, yeah. it does not matter. The only thing that brings in the Yankees more money than they already bring in every year is a, is a title. Like, so they don't care about spending that money. Yeah, because you snag some of them bandwagon fans towards the end who want to get the merchandise, and, and it works out for you. But Okay, you guys are getting off topic, so congratulations, yeah, Nolan. <laughs> yeah, Nolan, congratulations. Please stay with the Rockies, but if I were you, I would leave too. So <laughs> don't blame you. Not not hating on you. And then a real quick shout out to my dad. It's his birthday today. Woo woo! Uh, holler! Happy sixty seventh. Happy 67th. birthday. Seventh. Happy birthday there, Mister Plumber Man. Appreciate all you've done for us over the years. I can definitely say thank you for a lot of things. Yeah, me too. Obviously, that's a good run. <laughs> but other than that, I have nothing else really for football. That's where all my time has been spent this week. No politics. No, oh, no. yeah, let's definitely, definitely get into a little bit of none of that. Please. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with we, we all have... 291 there for you, Producer Aaron? He wants some. He wants a little tist. tist. It's pretty good. He just, he just wants to wet the lips, that's all. It's so good when it hits your lips. It's so, so good. good. So good. The 291 is smooth. It's good. You guys are looking for something to just kind of sip on and relax with, especially as it starts getting cooler. It's got a nice little warm... Warmth to it, uh, not a bite, but a warmth. You yeah. you know you're drinking a whiskey. Yeah, for uh, sure. But, but not a not a bite. So I, I like this. I like this. All right, should we dive right into it? I got one last thing. Oh yeah, last please. Thing. Oh, do more you. nonsense. So, I just I just wanted to say congratulations again to uh, to Anderson the Spider Silva on his last UFC fight. Dana White made it very clear. This is probably his last fight. It's tough to watch him get kind of knocked around. But Anderson Silva still wants to fight, so he'll probably fight in one of the lower promotions from the sounds of it. But he he got a great moment. He actually won a couple rounds. He looked good. He actually looked like his old self again, finally. And then he got knocked and then out. He just left his chin open, and the dude just... Right in the chin, man. It was done. Yeah, they had a cute little was, moment after the fight. Yeah. Apologizing for kicking your ass. <laughs> like, come on. I don't want to hear that crap. You beat a legend. Cool. Talk to him afterwards. Right now, you make sure you let him know he's done. Oh, man. I would have been worried, too, if I beat up my idol. Nah. Like, yeah, man. He stepped in the ring with me. That was yeah. his first mistake. Yeah, man. Anderson Silva is uh, one of the best, most gracious, most humble guys. Like, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you're training with him, he is, yeah. I've I've paid a lot more attention to his career than you, and I've seen all the videos. I've met the guy in person. He's a he's a fun guy. I'm not gonna say he's not a good guy, but but he's, I mean he's he's the original Jones. So he no he, no he yeah he's got a so he's got a com- he wasn't just all cocky. swagger he had a cockiness he's, he's to cocky him. when he was in the in the ring and his movements that's why they called him the spider the but if well, you it look at his movement it was it was the the egging on of your opponent to try and hit me hey I'm gonna put my hands on just shove my chin in your face like that's not humble 
Now, granted, he could back it up. So you don't necessarily. So, I'm not saying again, you have to be humble to be a good guy. T- take but I out, wouldn't say he was humble. Take out in the ring minus or versus outside of the ring. Yes, when he was fighting in the ring, yes, but outside the ring, he helped young guys. He talked to them. He trained them. I feel like you gotta have a little bit of that in your real life to be able to do that in the ring the way he did. Maybe, maybe. I'm not saying he's but not a good guy. Again, just just because I'm saying he's not humble, doesn't mean I don't think he's a good guy. I just humble wasn't ever a word I heard associated with him in the many years. Could I be was the wrong word him. to use, but that's the one that came to mind. I get what you're trying to say though, helping people out outside of the main events that you always saw him in, in the actual training aspects of things. Yeah, for sure. Telling guys how to advance their career. But boy, like he that. got lit up. It was sad. It was sad to see. He did, that's not, all... he did not have the same duck and dodge. No. Like he didn't get hit with enough wrenches before this fight because he lost it. He lost a step. Well, he was moving good for a little bit, but, you know, fourth round came and he was tired. He was probably. tired by then. <laughs> can only go so many rounds at 45 years old. Hey, man, that's uh, probably why you should just say, I'm done fighting. I'll, I'll just train. I'll get in some of my guys' corner or something. Wait until another Habib situation kicks up and then you can go after somebody. <laughs> so, congrats again, Spida. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you again. All right, there's there's no other nonsense or sports or Zach's all business, guys. He's he's ready. He's he did all enough. the work again this week. He's he doesn't want to listen to anybody. He <laughs> wants to get into this and give you guys his super unbiased, popular opinions. No, I think you guys are doing a pretty good job by yourself. I'll just hand over this paper I have and uh, <laughs> I'll go listen to you in the car. <laughs> So, well, you're gonna be listening to last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready finally, or what? Any more nonsense? Well, talking what? other sports isn't not. That's not the nonsense. This is yeah, the nonsense. Yeah, Nebraska <laughs> was nonsense. No one cares about them. There are enough people listening to this, but, but by enough, I mean at least one about Caleb, and uh, he needed it. He somebody needed cared it. about that, other than me. Somebody did. Sorry to offend you, Shane. He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, then forget that guy, Shane. Oh, gosh. All, All right. right. Go. Go, Zach. All right. Here we go. Thursday night, the Atlanta Falcons over the Carolina Panthers. This game was not nearly as good as I was hoping it was going to be. Teddy was off. Bad. He missed a lot of receivers in this game. I was shocked. I thought he was going to have a pretty good game. Yeah, me too. I mean, would DJ Moore have two catches? Yeah, get Zach some energy drink over here. <laughs> It, yeah, like yeah. So, we're gonna take turns punching in the face. Punching, until you well, start. you guys took all the momentum away with your spills. We did, we did. There was no momentum taken away. People <sighs> will enjoy what they heard. Here's the problem: broaden your horizons a little bit Dude, and watch something I, other than just football. I like football. It's what I watch. You used to sit down with me and watch everything for the most part. Now you're like, I'm gonna oh, deep that's dive because I didn't football really like talking to you. and then dive deep in it again. <laughs> This is true friendship. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're more a lot like of hate on this show friends. towards me. I don't know about this, guys. A lot of... A lot of all right, all right. So back to the... Panthers. Nonsense? Yeah, the nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> back to the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't look good. He looked off. I mean, he wasn't accurate. They didn't run the ball well. They made no. the Falcons' defense look pretty good. I mean, I, th- I totally thought they would have ran the ball better because I think Mike Davis only had 66 yards. 
So they look flat. They for did. sure. Flat. They look flat. That'd be a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, this is what happens with a lot of Thursday night games. They don't put a big game plan in. They might go a little vanilla. They're a little flat. They don't have that quite energy or momentum. Falcons were at home. They're still they're playing pretty tough for he, for Raheem Morris. Uh, Julio, you know, did their, what Julio does. Their defense definitely looked better for him. Absolutely. So I heard something the other day that I thought was actually really interesting. I hadn't necessarily thought about it this way, but it made perfect sense, and it's totally true thinking back on it. If you want a high draft pick, do not fire the coach midseason. Because the team usually has a tendency to play a little harder for the dude who just came in. And then they win a little bit more than they should have. And then you don't get the big draft pick. And you're still having to rebuild this team that you're trying to patchwork together. I.e. Atlanta Falcons. And so if Raheem Moore can keep doing this and get the guys to play just a little bit different. Everybody's got a little bit more pep in their step now around the team and the facility. And they start winning some games. They're not in a great position next year to go around with the same team and win again. They do need some pieces. I, I feel like even with Dan Quinn, they would have messed around and won a couple games. I still had that feeling that they could still walk onto a football field and remember what it was like to win a game. There's just there's too much talent on Atlanta not to step into a couple. You know? Oh, I agree. I'm just saying, like, it, it just kind of made, like, maybe that's why the Jets aren't firing Gase. Because they want to make sure that the new guy doesn't come in and figure out a way to get a couple wins and lose the first overall pick. I don't know. I feel like Gase is going to be there next year, unfortunately. What? <laughs> I just, pew, I, pew, 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 pew. Uh, what did you just say? He's the worst man or uh, coach in the NFL, but just I don't know. There's just The Jets are just dumb. If he has, if he has any, if Gase has any other job, except if he has, if he's a quarterback coach, that might be the only job he can handle. At I mean, this they're point. just letting him get rid of everybody. Well, he's not making that decision, Joe Douglas. Well, yeah, says, but I mean, like, but... oh, I don't really like Bell. Okay, gone. You don't think owner looked at the new GM and said, "Look, you could do whatever you want, but you can't get rid of the coach until the end of the season." Hopefully, that's what happened. That's absolutely the, – the Jets have never released a coach, I don't think, before the end of the season. Didn't they – I thought they fired Todd Boyles in the middle of the season. No. No. Rex didn't no. get let go early? Mm-mm. They ride They write him out, man. They they know they're paying him regardless. They're not going to pay him to sit on their couch. No, I mean, I and I, like I said, I agree with the sentiment well, now. You don't want – I'd rather have the first overall pick than win four games. That does you no good. And there's no way the Jets are going to luck into a win regardless. They might if they have a you know change of head coach. I think they'd win four to five games if they changed head coach. Mm-hmm. They'd have to do lack, it sooner than now. Lack of talent now. there is so bad. No, because know. here's the deal, Aaron. Pinky. The I'm offense would actually – they'd, they'd be – the offense would actually be serviceable under somebody other than Gase. I don't think there's enough talent on either side of that – either side of that team right now to be competitive. So I still think they'd lose pretty much every game. I'm just saying I don't think they go over. Well, I think their chance to win was One, against the Broncos. Yeah, they, they needed that Broncos They win. had that. And then that would maybe. But what's that say about the Broncos? Who, which, by the way, we'll get into it, but uh, slight nonsense aside, did I hear correctly that the NFL is throwing out the possible idea of including an eighth playoff team this year? That is correct. 
which means the Broncos are now back in the playoff picture. They are right there, baby. <laughs> they got that ace seed. They're Dallas like right is there still not Dallas them. fans. You're still not even with that. You're done. Um, not true. They're still there, man. They're they can, only they can win the division. They're still, still. Only like two games out of the division. It's they're bad. Done. They're so done. I mean, they brought Cooper Rush back. We'll get to that. <laughs> Who knows? Oh Jesus! But as far as Atlanta and the the uh, Panthers are concerned, I I don't still really Atlanta is mediocre at best, and I still think the Panthers are kind of figuring some things out. But they have some potential to be dangerous. I mean, Panthers are not gonna they're they're gonna be competitive. They won't be dangerous. I just think they're gonna get better and better. I mean, CMC's coming back this week, it sounds like. Yes, sir. They have some weapons on offense where they could be dangerous. They put up points this year. But it's still their defense. I, I agree. Their defense is not great, and that's why it, they may not win games. But to me, dangerous means you're you're putting somebody in a position where they're scared. And I think the Panthers can do that to some teams down the stretch. I don't know. You just got two other teams in their division that are just way too good at, at the moment. You know, the Saints might be on borrowed time. But who knows? Winston might step into that job. Pink, still. Pinky's starting Hill this week. <laughs> That's more because I have to than anything. What's but, that uh, say about the Saints? Breeze that, did sit with a bum shoulder from practice. Well, yeah, but he's just doing that as a well, fill-in. He's I have, I have, some point. I have Stafford, Wentz, and Burrow. Does he count as a quarterback? Or, or I mean, as yeah, a, Hill's a quarterback. So even though if he gets those touchdowns, yeah, yeah, well, that works. It's something. There was literally no quarterback. I mean, I guess I could grab Cooper Rush. Yeah, there isn't anything. That, but there's nothing out there. It's a dynasty league. so there's, I, I know which one he's talking about. There's no. There's, there's nothing out there. So I literally looked at it. I was like, okay, um, Taysom Hill. I want to lose every game in that league anyway, so it doesn't matter. I mean, he could have just gone blank. No, yeah. I got to feel a roster, I feel like, right? Yeah. I feel like you got to feel a roster. If you got to drop somebody to do it, I don't think you have Didn't to. Didn't drop anybody. I put Stafford on COVID. So put him on IR. Uh, yeah, He's I guess fine. that works. Yeah. Well, I have Stafford in the league too, and it's not looking pretty. I think I had to pick up Tua. <laughs> in a redraft league, that's kind of bad. I have Stafford in a league, and I did not even know this, so we'll see what I do after the show. All right. All right, let's move on. We're going to go with the Patriots losing to the Buffalo Bills. Bills are the first team to go 6-2 and two with a negative point differential. Through eight games. Hmm. Through eight games. Is that because they got whooped against Tennessee? And they got whooped by the Chiefs? And they've won most of their other games close? They haven't played anybody other than that. Well, So if you've got a negative point differential, that means you're not really beating the other teams the way maybe people expected you to. They're, They're close games, basically, in that case. Right, which is, I think... I mean, I, I see the Bills only getting better. Josh Allen hasn't played well in weeks, I will say that. Their defense hasn't played well, at least what we thought they were going to be, too. Yeah, their, their defense their hasn't defense been hasn't up to par well this year for what people all. expected, for sure. Yeah. Ed Oliver looks like a bust. <laughs> yeah, he's not looking good. And on the other side of the ball, the Patriots for a second game this season were one play away from probably winning. I think if Cam holds onto that ball, they go for a touchdown. There's like but, 31 seconds left, and they had two timeouts. Yeah, like, they definitely win. They, I think I, they win that game. Um, same as if he gets into that Seattle game. Instead of being two and four, they're four and two. I saw that Seattle play again. The NFL Network has a uh, top twenty-five plays of the first eight weeks, and that made it in there, which I didn't understand why that got defensive. in. defensive. It, it's still not a, like it was just a terrible it's, offensive. It's a horrible play. Call. I don't think it was a 
good defensive play as it's, much as the offense didn't block at all. It's well, a horrible The only call. reason they did is because Seattle couldn't stop them at all. In the first yeah, it's just time. a bad play call, though. So. Especially, you should have bootlegged out, gave him some open space to move. Give him a run-pass option. Yeah, it was right. a little too tight in there. But um, I think – and then Belichick coming out the other day and saying basically – and I honestly don't think it's an excuse. I think he's just saying what he always does is just kind of here's some facts, whether you like them or not. And he basically said, we sold out to get some Super Bowls. We spent a bunch of money on a bunch of dudes who we didn't necessarily have that one superstar other than Brady, but we do it in such a way that the whole roster is solid, and that's how he won a bunch of games. And, and they don't throw a lot of money out in the future. They pay it now. So, right. Um, they're not They're not done for, for a long time. They actually have the second most cap room next to the Colts, I think, next season. Yeah, so they'll be fine, but it put them in a bit of a bind these last two seasons, obviously. And then, with talent. Yeah, if you're not getting completely great quarterback play every single game, this is what's going to happen. But I still think New England has a shot to win that division. After what I saw from Buffalo the last couple of weeks. What about Miami, though? Miami's been playing really yeah, good. I, I'm not saying Miami's out of it. I'm just saying I think New England has a shot where you guys were saying it was Buffalo's to win. And I did jump on the bandwagon, but I, I kept myself in the back because they, they hadn't sold me yet, but I liked what I was seeing. But I still told you guys, the Patriots are the champs until you beat them, and I'm still not sure oh. that Bills can do it. And like Zach said, I think Miami. What are the Pats going like two to two and five? Or? Yeah, so yeah. they're four games back in that division because the Bills are six and two. Yeah, like, uh, that's gonna that's tough, man. That's tough to come because the Bills are going to continue to win. They still play the Jets again. I, I I'm not it's, I'm not saying it's like a great shot. I get where the uphill climb is for sure, and there's a lot more talent. I feel like the that's Bills. A, too deep of a hole. Could they get a seventh or eighth seed still? Absolutely. Oh yeah, That's I just still up in the air. I, I think they do Buffalo's so we get a better pick, right? I don't think Buffalo's going to run away with this like people might have thought as the season was going along here the first couple of weeks. I, if they find their groove again, whatever they were doing in the first half of the season, they need to find that. Well, I think a lot of it was the games were in nice weather. It seems like the last couple of games have been really windy. Rainy, cold, sleeting. So, is it just me or just Cam's throwing motion look off? Dude, him, Philip Rivers looks weird. His throwing just, motion's always been, yeah, but it looks even more janky to me now than it used to. And he did a bunch of work, he said, in the offseason on it. Like, I just don't think it looks good. He needs to do some work on his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still baffled that he pays a guy to help him pick out his suits for the after-game press conference, and he always looks atrocious. There's nothing stylish about Kinky, Cam. Kinky, you don't know style then, man. I don't know style then. A scarf and a fedora and a couple chains with yeah, an open-button shirt. but when they're like three different John colors and, and a mink shawl, are you kidding me? And then you get, you know, you go get some, you know, 12-year-old pants to squeeze into with some deck boat shoes, and it's, come on, guys. Get with the times. He is not a man that's saving his money well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should uh, pay someone to make him look good during the game. That would, oh, you know, yeah. that's a theory. Well, you know, that Oikos money isn't coming in anymore, so uh, he's got to do something a little different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game. We got the Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals. What the hell happened here? I, I don't even have words to describe this. Joe Burrow. I just looked and I was good. like, I think it was like 28-7 Bengals at some point. 
Like, I was just like, what the hell's going on in this game? What am I missing? I think it's just one of those fluky games. I don't think it says really too much about Tennessee. I think it does say something about Cincinnati, I mean, though, and I think they're on the right we, track. We've said, I mean, Cincinnati. Well, they're definitely on the right track. Cincinnati's been scoring 20 points plus almost every game. So, Well, here's a fact for you. The Bengals were up by 10-plus points at halftime for the second time in the last two years. They've been real Boom. bad. Boom. They've been real bad. <laughs> but I think there are brighter days out there for Cincinnati fans. You're still going to have your ownership, though. And that, that yeah, can they, always be a bit of a hindrance depending on how They always pay the wrong go. people. Yeah, or they just don't pay at all. Uh, so we'll see. But I think they've definitely how, got good things going how on. How you didn't trade John Ross or A.J. Green for just anything, I, I don't get that part. Because I don't play those games. Because you also, if you want to sit the, out, you sit out. They ain't renegotiating. Who were the top three receivers in that game? Higgins, Higgins Boyd, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate. Yeah, Auden Tate. That's... And then Gio Bernard. I think it's not AJ Green's fault. I think he's done. I don't think he's done. I just they're not using him. Because again, Tyler Boyd's pretty good, and T Higgins is pretty good. So he's, he's like a... the fourth or fifth option. Well, but I think he'd be on pretty much any team now. He's probably a, a second to third option in any other offense. Man, how two years removed. Right. Well, it, was, it wasn't. I mean, it was. He was on top of his game like a serious three years injury. ago, two years he ago. He sat out a whole season. There was no joke with the injury. So, And he's had a history of injuries a little bit in the past, too. So, you know, father time catches up with you. You start getting 30 plus and you start trying to recover from some of these major injuries, and your body does not bounce back the same way. You lose a little bit of a step. Next thing you know, the dudes who were behind you and you were teaching are a little bit quicker in and out of breaks. They're run down the field a little bit faster. They're not as sore the day after, moving better. Like, it catches up a little bit. I think all you guys know how bad it is after 30. So. It is bad, guys. It is true what they say. I, I heard every day. <laughs> yeah. You have a little bit more of a physical job than I do, though. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I wake up, my knees are aching, my hands are aching. I got my that carpal hurts. tunnel in my hands and my wrist. Keyboard, Keyboard ain't no joke, boys. <laughs> Use a jackhammer for two weeks straight. Come talk to me. All right. Are we, are we done with this game? I mean... There's yeah, I, well, think, I just... Go Bengals. I think that's pretty much it. It doesn't say really anything about Tennessee. They're still a good team. And it, I think it says more about the Bengals that they're in the right track. I think the Bengals are move along. Yeah, shout out next. I Where think it'll be better if Joe Mixon get his game together. He's so. hurt. He'll come back. Yeah, he's second half guy. Anyways, we talked about that to to start our little podcast fiasco here seven episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he does. All right, so we got the Las Vegas Raiders over the Cleveland Browns. You guys ready to say Vegas is for real? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it is the Browns. I'm not trying to say this like the top. I mean, end team. what did they do? They they handed the ball to Josh Jacobs. He ran all over Cleveland. This, um, Baker couldn't throw the ball in the snow. Like, I, I, I don't know how. To, I don't. I don't know what to take from this game. They just beat a team that seems to play bad against good teams. So, I'm gonna say one thing about the Browns. The Browns have either scored 30 plus points or seven fewer points in each game this season. They're either good or really yeah, say, bad. Say that again, because I love this stat. It's ridiculous. The Browns have either scored 30-plus points or seven or fewer points in each game this season. 
So, so they're either one of the worst teams in the league that week or, or the one best. of the better teams in the league that week, which yeah. is Correct. absurd. How do you have that big of a There's fluctuation? There's no consistency with the Browns. Right yeah. Now. I mean, they played Baltimore and scored nothing. They played Pittsburgh and scored nothing. They played the Raiders and scored nothing. Which They, they played the Cowboys, so they put up 40 that game. <laughs> so that brings their average up a little bit. <laughs> they played the Bengals and well, they I mean, put I up had over Cream 30. Hunt as the number one fantasy running back this week going against the Raiders. And nothing. And nothing. 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 He couldn't they do didn't anything. They didn't even try to really run the ball. I think he only had like 16 carries. I mean, they I tried, but game. they weren't successful. And then Baker wasn't helping him because he was off. I feel like they kept abandoning the run game. Like they give it a couple shots and then then they let Baker try to do some amazing things. And it was just, I thought Stefanski had learned that's a bad formula. Sometimes you just got to go three runs in a row, whether you get a first down or not. Well, Hunt only had 14 carries for 14 60, 66 carries. yards. Which isn't a horrible average. No. No, the average is good, but, I mean, only 14 carries. A little over four yards They're of carries. They're a run-first so. team. In the snow. If, if you're Although Baker back, only threw the ball 25 times. so I know they had one turnover. Their tight end fumbled the ball. Yeah, Harrison that. Bryant fumbled the ball. Did Baker have a pick or two? I don't know. I mean, I he probably. I mean, he probably two. did. I'd have to go back. I was did Baker ahead. do what Baker do? I, I, th I think Baker's done too, and that with that team, he needs a he needs a fresh start. Well, he hasn't been playing that long with them. Yeah, it's maybe two years now. Again, Three. I think that's just Three. our whole our whole thing of like yeah, I mean, we're ready to get rid of quarterbacks so quickly. But I just don't think he fits that Stefanski offense like I talked about with other quarterbacks. I don't that that's the Shanahan offense. Baker doesn't really fit that. That's the offense that should fit him perfectly. Mm. Quick looks open up the run or by by running the ball, you get those quick looks which open up the big place. That's exactly what Baker's good but at. That's what he did in Oklahoma. Decision making's been very poor. He did not have any interceptions. Oh, there, look at that. He's been playing a little better, but I think it's more... I don't know, 12 for 25 for 122? Look, great. first of all, I think the Raiders are good. I think they had a great game plan. I think John Gruden is schooling some folks this season. I think he is out coaching a lot of people. He just doesn't I, well, quite have the were, talent. They were still Josh Jacobs the ball. I mean, I he had 31 carries. I still feel like Who? the Raiders are a team that can go out and actually play with anybody in the league. I also feel like they could get beat by anybody in the league. I don't really. I feel like they're the Broncos, like right before Peyton Manning. No, they were pretty bad before Peyton Manning. I mean, no. they had a top five defense. That was about it. And Tebow, they were eight and eight. Well, I just felt like you know when they had Tebow, it was like we could go out and get our ass kicked, or Tebow's gonna make a miracle, and make something happen. I think the Raiders are slowly getting more. They're consistent. a little bit more consistent. Than I think that, they're slowly yeah. getting more consistent. They're starting to believe in themselves, and I think Gruden is out coaching some people who thought him coming back to the NFL after all that time off was a joke. He's, he's also got Derek Carr playing at a pretty high level right now. Well, what does that say about Gruden and Rugs? I mean, he's not really throwing the rugs that much. Yeah, rugs. I mean, he's been injured. It haven't quite been able to get a chemistry going there yet. We'll see what happens. Well, I and their other like, rookie Edwards hasn't even. Yeah. I think he's touched the field two games now. So, so Cleveland's still a mystery, but we'll probably sneak into the playoffs somehow because they don't have the hardest schedule. And the Raiders, I think, are a playoff team. I do. Um, I do. Brown, Browns are 5-3. and three. They are the seventh seed at this moment. We'll see what happens. Next up. All right, we got the Colts destroying the Lions. 
did not see a good Philip Rivers game like this coming. But yeah. <laughs> it's against the Lions. I mean, it was close for a little while, and then the the Stafford threw a pick, and it just kind of folded from there. Well, Rivers has three-plus passing TDs in consecutive games for the first time since 2017-18. Yeah, that's crazy. He's been playing a lot better. I got to I gotta shout out Statman because this next stat just makes me laugh, and then we can actually talk about the game. But Jack Doyle has surpassed Tom Mitchell and Dwayne Allen for the fourth most reception touchdowns by a tight end in franchise history with 19. Guys, he is moving up that ladder. He's probably only like a hundred behind Dallas Clark. <laughs> Dallas Clark. Who was the other one that they had when Peyton first got there? Um, I'd have to look it up. He had quite a bit. Pollard. I thought that was pretty funny too. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Why? Why? Why are you throwing? He's not even in the top three. People are talking about it like it's an actual stat. You I, need. It's funny that I that's found funny. that. Yeah, that's hilarious. I had to. I had to so, shout that out. That was good. That Philip was Rivers good. has over 61,000 passing yards, and I remember hardly any of it. I think people are not giving him his just due. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't. I think he's a really good quarterback who got well, kind of stuck on a fridge. Eli Manning didn't right want now. to play for the – you think you think Philip Rivers couldn't have Eli Manning's career if he got to go to the Giants and went to a good organization? I, well, I personally think Rivers is better than Manning. Or yes. was. Yes. The dude played on a torn ACL in an I don't AFC think Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer either. Like, so. Oh, I do. But, I mean, look at the names he's with. But it's all because of his postseason, uh, not because 61,000 yards. He's with Breeze, Brady, Manning, Favre, and Marino. That's stupid. I mean, that, how, how, that's Hall You of don't throw numbers. that many yards unless you're a really good quarterback. You may not call him great, but he's really good. Do you have to be great to get into the Hall of Fame, or can you be really good? I feel like you should be considered one of the top quarterbacks or top players at your position at some point in your career to be said that you're a Hall of Famer. He's got that's, Pro Bowls. That's my feeling. He's got Pro Bowls. He's got passing yards. You know, he's got all the that's stats. That's kind of unfair hey. to him because he's been playing with the Bradys, the Mannings. Jay Cutler has some Pro Bowls. I mean, come on. We can't use that as a Jay Cutler doesn't have any stats, though, to back up I'm just saying you can't use that as like a thing. I, I'm saying in a combination of everything that Phillip Rivers has – it's not like he just has a bunch of stats because he played forever. He had seasons where he was in MVP he, discussion. He'd be he in my Hall Bulls. of Really Good. He's not in my Hall of Fame. Oh, man. I think if some of these other guys are in there, he's got to be in there. Okay. Again, they they are, and he will get there. I, I don't dispute that. He's not in my Hall of Fame. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, while we're still on the Colts, why are they giving Jordan Wilkins 20 carries? They uh, Taylor had an ankle. Yeah, but even before it, it, then, it's yeah. like they're they are not trusting him yet. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It hurts. Yeah, it, it hurts. Hines Especially looking good. Wilkins a lot of carries. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going on with Taylor. I'm not sure what's going on with Taylor. On the other side, Swift though, actually looks like he's getting some solid run now and is is the guy for um, sure. But they only had 29 rush yards, so, I mean, it wasn't a great <laughs> he, day for well, him. Well, he, it was, actually, but he got most of his work in the passing game. I think he only had, like, 10 or 11 rushes or something like that. And they're all Yeah. He had six carries for one yard. Six <laughs> carries for one yard. Really bad. And then he had three receptions for 20. But, again, Darius Leonard was playing. The Colts defense is a completely different defense when he's in the game. 
So oh, absolutely. It's one of the best defenses in the league. They're tough to run against when he's in but the I just, game. But I just meant Swift is the guy in Detroit now, it looks like. Yeah, they're, for sure. They're not they're not playing games. And I'm not saying he had an amazing game, but they are just they finally are allowing him to be looks like the, the centerpiece of that backfield. Well, they didn't really run the ball a whole hell of a lot. So 13 carries, cool. 13 rushes. So on that really upper, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> All right, we got we got the stunner, the Minnesota Vikings over the Green Bay Packers. What in the what happened here? Dalvin Cook time. Yeah, cookie but mo- Cookie Monster eight. At some point, don't you just make Kirk Cousins try to throw the ball on you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. What? Yeah, and when he does throw why, the ball, it was the Why cook. are you not putting nine dudes didn't in the box? Have, uh, didn't he have like four, 14 pass attempts, I think, for Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cousins? I don't have to maybe look that up, stat man. Yeah, it's 14. It's 11 14 for 14 for 160. That's Tebow-esque. What? Uh, Dude. But Dalvin Cook had two of them for 63 yards and a touchdown. Just load the – put all 11 dudes in the box and see if Kirk Cousins the, can complete the game, a pass. The game plan for any team playing Minnesota is – Stop Dalvin Cook, force Kirk Cousins to throw you the ball. You would think, right? Yeah, apparently LaFleur was like, hey, 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 hey. Got this sweet game plan this week, guys. Listen to this. Listen, shh, listen, listen. You know, we're going to put three dudes in the box and force Kirk Cousins to beat us. So they are missing Blake Martinez a lot in that defense. Well, the Giants are looking pretty good with him, actually. He is having a fantastic around. season. For the Giants' defense, they Bay miss doesn't him. like to pay guys. They don't. They again, they paid two guys, Smith and Smith, and those guys are great pass rushers. But when you can't stop a team from running yeah, the football, they don't get hurts. to rush the passer. <laughs> they don't I, get to rush I the passer just, at all. Hey, is it true that Green Bay played for Vance the entire game? <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that, like. but Dalvin Cook was like literally just like, "You should I'm repeat what the producer just said." Producer, producer said the uh, Packers were playing prevent D the whole game, and that's what it looked like. That's what I'm talking about. Like, uh, I, well, I don't still let them score all those long runs. It's I don't get it. I mean, it's games like that that you're just like, are you really a contender, Green Bay? Like there's, that looked like Green just, Bay in the uh, NFC Championship game last year. That's what it reminded or, me of. Worse than that. Worse than that. Well, that's what it reminded well, me of. No, the NFC Championship game was worse. But just what, what that was a team yesterday. just ran whatever play they wanted to when it came to the run game, Devon, and they got eight plus clips. I mean, they were still forty yards away from possibly winning the game until Aaron Rodgers on a hail mary got yeah, crushed. Yeah, I'm just saying it's still. Ugh. Yeah, well, I mean, he yo, threw. D coordinator, change what you're doing at some point during the game. I don't think they've got the D lineman to uh, to make that happen. You've 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 got guys that you can just put in the way. Dalvin Cook just like walked through that line half the time, and then kind of looked around. I was like, "Bah!" As bad as they were playing, I could have probably gotten fifty yards on that defense. I'm just ugly, saying. ugly, just <laughs> ugly. Maybe seventy-five. Maybe I would have broke a long one. <laughs> All right. So the next game we got is the, <laughs> the Jets losing to Kansas City. They're just thinking about this big fat guy running down the. <laughs> well, oh. I, I think. There's a possibility on any given Sunday. I'm thinking for some nonsense, we can get a a, a Dick Bavetta, Charles Barkley type runoff here with Pinky and somebody. We could have a yeah, 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 yeah. We could have a we could have a hell of a 
But I'll have a quick event. I'll, I'll have a really quick ten yards. The first ten Rich, will be really good. Where are you, Rich Eisen? We need you to race Pinky. Guys, if you're you're out there listening and we can get a charity going, I don't even care how much we end up giving to the charity. Let's start an event. Give us somebody that Pinky races, and we we will get this figured out, and we will people can start donating. And we'll race off for some charity fund. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Amazingly bad, but I'll I would be happy to do that. Notice how Zach and I are neither volunteering for anything like that. I can't run. I play indoor soccer. I'll Don't probably I'll probably hurt myself, my hip, my ankle, something, but it fits for charity. It's worth it. We'll have EMTs available standing by. <laughs> All right. The, the Chiefs and the Jet. Is that where we are now? Yeah, that's where we are. Do we need to talk about this game? Um, well, we can quickly I talk about I thought the Chiefs about, had a bye week. It's, it's official. Adam Gase still sucks. What else? What else you got for me? I see you guys are actually reading Dude, the, my stats this time. Well, I, I'm just thinking to myself, this isn't really a stat, but the Chiefs were literally dancing. Like, like they were at a club in the middle of the game to the stadium music blasting through the speakers. Like, that's how unfocused they needed to be so, this week. And if I'm a team that's playing them, and this is dirty – but if a team is doing that, and again, when Patrick Mahomes played the whole game, even after they were killing them, I'm going for his knees. Nope. Nope. Care. Wrong. Don't wrong. care. Nope. You they, are disres- they are disrespecting them. No, they are the not. The they're field. having fun, and, and you're not giving them you competition. you still got your star quarterback out there? I'm going to get him. Nope. Yep. You don't like it? Stop me. That's true. And I'm going to stop you because I'm going to hit your knees. Nope. No. Nope. happened? Nope. Nope. I did it clean. You can too. And if you can't, shut your mouth. I don't have to. You're dancing on me. I'm going to go stop it. All's fair on the field, baby. You don't like me dancing. Don't let me be dancing. Don't give me something to dance about. You give me something to dance about, that music comes on, boy. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to groove. Not after I hit your knees, you're not. Were you drinking before you came over here? What? (laughs) No funly, guys. He was working first. (laughs) Old school curmudgeon grandpa get off my lawn, guys. What's wrong with you two? You don't have a lawn yet. <gasps> I don't have a lawn either, so. Well, but you got the the look. <laughs> okay. What's the look? I do have that look. Because this is better than talking about. No, 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 no. Let's. This is better than talking about the Chiefs game. What's the look that says you know you don't have a lawn, but you got the look like well, you do? And I would consider myself like this, but hopefully, I'm not approachable. Because get the, <laughs> my lawn, okay? You can see it in my face. See, I don't feel that. Do I put off that vibe, guys? I feel like I'm a cuddly teddy bear that everybody likes me. Zach definitely does not look approachable. Yeah, Zach does not look approachable. That's yeah. right. That's because I haven't shaved. But he said, I don't look, I look that way too. Yeah, apparently, apparently you have right. the look that says, I have a lawn and get off of it. Get off of it and don't come near me. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's telling you. Yeah. I apparently don't have that look. I have a look like, no, hey, I don't have you a lawn. Have to be Come right up. People. <laughs> Just knowing what I know from you, you have to be around I'm going to have to be nicer to Zach going forward. I mean, I gosh. mean, I do like people. I do enjoy being around people. That no, does. it's just a look, man. It's a good look because then people won't bug you. You have that look like you're not tra- you're at the right house. <laughs> <laughs> the producer just told me uh, I, I'm a creeper. At least we have a look. You know, something we can hang our hat on. Producer just told me I look like I'm at the wrong house and confused and ridiculous. Like, ouch. Like the little kid. Like, guys, I'm not sure how I made it onto this podcast. Uh, 
But somehow I'm here, and I guess you'll listen to me until I get booted. Oh, you're here for the long haul. I'll get booted. Or until I show up to the wrong address, apparently. All I got to do is email (laughs) those stats to you, and I'm gone. And I've I've done that coming to the podcast. So (laughs) I parked outside of the wrong house with nobody home. And then the poor lady actually came home and saw me sitting outside her house. Guys, we're not in the best neighborhood, so... The reason that's funny is because that woman had every right to lock all doors and pull out her mace. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Unapproachable. <laughs> <laughs> Scary and intimidating. There you go. <laughs> now that you guys all yeah, know that, our looks. Yeah. All, right. all right. So are we done with this game or um, do you guys want to? No, I think that was a lot better hey, than the game. Continue on. I, What's next? I, I did enjoy seeing Patty throw for 400 yards, five touchdowns, doing what he does. It like, was the Jets. It was. But he hasn't done that in a couple games, so. We're going to bring that up again in DFS, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> More to come. Move it, along. It was the that, we, that, that nonsense was better than that game. All right. We got another shocker. The Rams this, losing this, to the Dolphins. The Rams cannot travel east for the early early window. Well, God, they've done it every week for, like, what, four weeks in a row? They cannot do what they need to to play that early window game going east. Did, did, they, did they walk into that stadium and go – it's the Dolphins. We're going to crush them. I don't think so because I don't think anybody's doing that to Miami this year. To be honest with you, I think what Miami has put on tape yeah, has Miami's been competitive, in and every nobody's game overlooking this year. them. So Tua, Tua looked amazing. Tua looked horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> he looked bad. He had less than ninety. Uh, he had ninety-three yards passing, and, and a yet, touchdown, and a touch. He did have a touchdown. The rest of it was bad. Well, it was all the defense and special teams. Yeah, you know, as far as the first start goes, you get your win. Like people are going to be like, "He won the game. That's well, awesome." Well, be even like, he said, "Look at his stat line. Thank God bad. we had a good defense." Yeah. So that, I mean, he'd be the second best quarterback on the Cowboys right now, but but besides broken Dak, but second best besides broken Dak. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dak's no. better than Tua. So. I mean, yeah, the, it was, this was a shocker to me. I was expecting a little more out of the Rams. I'm just thinking if you're going to bench Fitzmagic for what Tua put out there, man, that's going to be a bad season. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Goff, Goff, please report to the NFL, please. Your starting job is on the line. Goff, Goff. I mean, he was really bad his rookie year, too. Really that, bad. That guy is crazy up and down right now. Oh, I mean, but it, it, it just depends on the defense he's playing. The defense make puts pressure on him. He's going to fold. I think it's his decision making. To be honest, with you. I think McVay's got opportunities built in for him, and some days he's on, and some days he's really off. Correct. And I don't think it has anything to do with pressure or no pressure. I think he just goes. If, if you give sometimes. if you give Goff a pretty clean pocket, he will normally do pretty well. Moving on, we can. Are you guys done? I think that's about all I have there. Aaron Donald's still a beast. He did welcome the rookie to the NFL yeah, on his yeah, first yeah. snap. Aaron, Donald's, nice. Aaron Donald. Flores is still looking great as a head coach. Kind of wish he is the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch out for Miami sneaking in and winning the East. It wouldn't surprise me. Honestly. I don't think they're going to win the East, not with Tua playing. It wouldn't surprise me. I think Tua is better than the uh, first game he put on tape there. I, I agree. I think he will yeah. be. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying level. he's done, but I, think he's I, I feel like he still needed a little bit more seasoning maybe. He's, no, he's just knocking off some rust. I think people are forgetting he would have been the first pick if he didn't get hurt. Even with Burrow's season, I think Tua still would have been I, the first I, pick. I think Burrow would have gone number one. Easy. I don't. 
I think Tua's numbers would Easy. have been almost the same. Very they, similar. Because they. <sighs> How yeah. lucky are the Dolphins for still getting two at, what, five? Yeah. Now, there was rumors that they actually preferred Burrow when the draft rolled around and actually tried to move up, and that wasn't happening at all since Cincinnati didn't want to get rid of the pick. So, Tua kind of fell in their laps, so they lucked out. But I think if Well, Tua, all last year was I think, tank for Tua. I think if – exactly. I think if Tua is completely but healthy – that was – we created that, not, not Miami. The media created yeah, the tank Yeah, yeah, but Tua. I'm just saying – that's what everyone thought Miami was I think doing. if he was completely healthy, he still would have been the first overall pick. I'd have really taken do. Joe Burrow, no doubt. He had the best statistical season. He was on point. He's still on point. Still yeah. Yes. Great quarterback. He's showing it was a well, well-deserved well pick. Moving on. Get out of here. <laughs> Man. All right. We got the New Orleans Saints barely beating the Chicago Bears. It's another yucky game, too. I don't even really want to talk about it. I don't think the Saints are going to do – I think they get knocked out first round of the playoffs probably this year. Uh, I, I think the Bears are. I still think we can't judge them until Michael Thomas is back and healthy. I'm so sick of hearing this. Michael Thomas comes back. Sorry, nonsense. man. That's their offense, man. No, no, no. Yeah, because he's going to catch like 10 to 15 balls. That's nope. Like, that's like Drew 10 Brees first and downs. Sean Payton, and you're these great masterminds of your time. One dude, I don't care how good he is, should not make that difference. When everybody else is like the fourth receiver Kamara on every team, Kamara's really good. But literally, it's Kamara. Oh, no, I don't want to Cook. hear that from you, Pinky. Mr. Emmanuel Sanders. Mister, he's well, so good. Still. He hasn't played in three games. I don't want to. He hasn't been good either. Even when he was playing, his second to last game before he got hurt. Now he's done. He's not done. He's done. He's like you said, a fourth option on any other team. Feisty tonight, isn't he? Well, he has no. The last three games he hasn't played. So the offense you see them playing is without Sanders, without Michael Thomas. But even when he did play, he wasn't good. Pull up the last game Sanders played. Oh God! Now you really he was good. Work. He had over 100 yards. Him and Breeze finally. He's the only guy that they could throw the ball to. At that point, yes, but you can't say he's not good. Yeah, he can. You just said he'd be the fourth option on anybody else's team. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the other receivers nope, they've nope, been trotting nope, out nope, for the nope, last nope, three nope, weeks. No backtracking now. You said no, it. not you backtracking. Said it. Too late. You said it. No take backsies. What are you talking about? Do you punch him regularly? Because <laughs> if you don't, I'll start. Sometimes I really want to. I'm going to throw him in a figure four leg lock or really? something. Yeah. I'll race you. <laughs> oh. You might win that first 50 yards, but after that smoking catches up with you. That was week six, right? Long I'll go play. backwards. So. I'll go backwards for you. Ooh. Mm. The internet is going just a going little, really slow little here. bit slow. So not a whole lot to report, but, uh, you know, this Daniel game Sanders went to overtime. Done. Saints pulled it out the end. Done. It's still surprising that the Saints let it get that far. But, again, they really Seriously, had nobody Seriously, first out round there. of the playoffs, who do you think they beat? You really think they get past the first round of the playoffs? I mean, they'd beat the Eagles <laughs> in oh, the first round. Yeah, that's right. I forgot they get in. Or maybe Washington. <laughs> what, if, what if the Eagles are fully healthy? Do they Dallas still beat the Eagles? Yes. Oh, no, Sorry. no, no. Yes. No, no, no. Because the Eagles won't be fully healthy because most of the guys that are out are out for the season. They're big name guys that are out or out for the season. Okay, the Eagles as healthy as they could possibly get, I think, can still beat the Saints. Could they beat the Saints? Yes. Will they? No. I've watched enough Eagles games in the last three years because I do like the Eagles and I do like Wentz that I can tell you right now they would not beat the Saints. Anything to say about the Bears? Because I don't. No, I mean they're still fool's gold. They'll probably make the playoffs though. No, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna crumble here second half of the season. I mean, maybe. I still think that Trubisky gets his job back. Oh, 
think? Check that. I mean, Foles is not playing great, but he's not playing Trubisky bad. will will start again before the season's over. Sorry, Chicago fans. You are doomed. Make yeah, better I, picks. I wish we had more Foles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about Trubisky? With the Lions tonight. Cowboys Just fan said he over wish, here. Wish they had Nick Foles down in Dallas. That's when you know well, when things you, are bad. Well, you when you know that Andy Dalton's not playing, and you have to start Cooper Rush or the Danucci kid again. Oh man! You know what's crazy though is they still have a shot when Dalton comes back to make the playoffs and win the division. So let's uh, eight and eight. Do we, do we want to talk? I think you're dreaming. I think let's, that division's getting one at like. Let's let's talk six, Cowboys. I already told ten? you guys what it's getting. One. Five nine. Do we and have one. to go over this again. Five nine and one. No, it'd be six nine and one. It'd be six nine and one. Six nine and one. Yeah. Yeah yeah. I said Dallas would win it at six nine and one. Looks like it might be the Eagles because they got already got that one. So so Dallas, if if they really want to win, then it might have to be five and uh, eleven. Uh, they might have to win it at five and eleven and hope the Eagles just keep losing. Then from here on out, because I don't know if Dallas gets to six. I'm pretty sure the Eagles got the hardest schedule out of the East. Yeah, let's talk Eagles Cowboys here. Next three games for the Eagles are pretty darn tough. I don't know if they're going to win those. Let's just so, talk Dallas Philly. We'll jump back. We'll let's jump back. It. I'm Travis Fulgram. I'm rooting a lot for that guy. Comes out of nowhere and he looks good. Packers are wondering why they didn't keep him. Right, he's better They've than. They've got to be wondering why. Marquise Valdez Scandling. Aaron Rodgers is sitting whoever. there. Whoever. Uh, I told you he was good. <laughs> yeah, he's he just looked amazing. Looking good. He's making he's those tough good. catches. Like, I I root for that kid. I like that kid. Dallas apparently forgot how to run the ball the same way Zeke forgot to hold on to the ball. Correct. Correct. So that's a. Double shot in the ass that's just not going to get anybody, so, it looks like. This is where I definitely want to, you know, something that grinds my gears here. Um, Thank you, Peter. I really I appreciate that. I love Peter Griffin. I hate, I hate the fact that the Cowboys have this fan base that the TV networks will literally put them in primetime. And most of the time, like right now, if Dak was still healthy, have them in primetime? Absolutely. Because their defense is going to give up a lot of points. Dak's going to put up a lot of points. It's going to be fun to watch. They lose at the end. Awesome. Like, we're all happy. We got to see a lot of points scored, and they still lost. It's great. That is a win-win. But He's not lying. What are we watching right now? A horrible well, Eagles team who they turns... They haven't scored two touchdowns. or I mean, they haven't scored any touchdowns in two games. With, with Carson Wentz playing like garbage, on Sunday Night Football, we had to watch this Danucci kid... And bless his heart. He was out there. He bless was trying. Bless his heart. He comes out with a southern term for Dallas to basically tell him, you're really bad. He was really bad. Like, whenever when you watch a team on the first series of the game do a double reverse, you know it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they're throwing out, like, every trick they can in the book, it's going to be a bad day. Well, didn't you hear that Kellen Moore called up Danucci's high school coach and asked him what plays work best? Well. It didn't help. <laughs> that was a wasted phone call. That didn't actually happen. Don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> but it probably would have worked better than what they were doing. Danucci looks like a make a wish. 
Danucci looks like a make a wish. This is a that was classic. Coming from the Cowboys fan. What a fan. night from the producer. So, in my opinion, that I'm deep. As soon as Andy Dalton was not going to play, that game should have been flexed immediately. Flexed out of Sunday Night Football. I don't think they're going to do any flexing this year, honestly, because of COVID. Well, they've already done some. They did some. Yeah. Well, they did some because of COVID. Exactly. But, yeah. So I don't think they're going to flex anything unless they have to, and they're leaving that open as the option. I'd really like – I mean, if we get anything like that again, that needs We're to going to. They still have to play again this year. Hopefully not <laughs> in prime time. Well, they're not off this week. When is Dallas game not in prime time? It'll be prime time either afternoon or evening. Well, usually in the afternoon we got the Broncos, so it's fine. I don't have to watch oh, them. But man. The evening game, I'm like, okay, I got to watch. You know, this is the only game on. We got to check it out. I think my buddy and I just talked politics and, like, the crappy beer he brought over. And, you know, we just had a good time hanging out versus actually watching the game. Every I, once in a while we, we changed it up. to Christmas Wars. Ooh, that's desperate. I think I ended up on Bobby Flay. Mm. One of the many iterations he does, I'm sure. Yeah, it was. I mean, I kept coming back. I I have no choice. It's in my blood. I'm addicted. But I tried to. I tried to run as fast as I could. You didn't miss anything. That was family time for me, pretty much. It's good use of family time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, continue. What's next? (laughs) Run, run like we all tried to do from this game. Ooh, so we got another good game. We got. The Pittsburgh Steelers over the Baltimore Ravens. This was a good game. So this was a good game. This I, was a great game. I'm really shocked on you're driving to score the go ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter. And the best two plays you can call are Lamar Jackson draws up the middle. I don't think those are called. I think that was Lamar just being a little unsure and a little inexperienced still. And he made that call. I don't know. They looked like they were called. They looked like they were called. The way the blocking was, it looked like it was called. I could be wrong. At least one of those two because it was too straight. It was. Based on – I'm saying it – I think they were run-pass options. I think the last one was definitely – I think they were both run-pass options, so that's why the blocking looked that way. But based on the way the receivers were running routes, none of them were half-assing. It looked like they were running to get open on both of those plays to me. Um, so I, I just, they, you know, I think it's just in part of his learning curve. I think he's a little off this year. People figured him out a little bit and he's just having to take that next well, step. Well, I think he needs to get some better receivers. I mean, Marquise Brown had one catch for three yards and a touchdown Mark Andrews, after the game too. And said, you need to start using us. Yeah. Mark Andrews well, didn't do much. Mark better. Andrews is not hitting this year. Like he did either. I mean, he was three for 32. I think it's more play calling than it is anything else. Well, that play, calling, side. that play calling gets stale. It does. Because Greg does. Roman in, in San Francisco for two years with Kaepernick looked great. he's bounced around a little bit. And yep. then it, so, back to the play calling. Why use Gus Edwards for 16 carries, 87 yards, what? when yeah. J.K. Dobbins had 15 carries for 113? I mean, Hasn't made sense all season. I don't know if they're just trying so, to – they know they're going to be where they need to be late in the season. They're trying to just preserve him his rookie year, which would make sense. A lot of rookies tend to burn out – Come playoff time, especially because they're not used well, to. He's that pretty fresh. Schedule. Yeah, he's way. I know fresh. he is. So, how is that part of the game plan? Like, and if it is, that's a that's a really smart game plan to be honest with you, because that means they know what they have and they want it at the most opportune times to be their workhorse rather than early in the I, season. I still feel like as good as he was running, if you gave him twenty carries, he probably gets a touchdown. Well, I mean, Lamar had sixteen carries. 
That's, and so I think that'll rushed. be the other thing. Yes, I think they Lamar's rushed. regression rushing will then bolster Dobbins' progression. Well, they rushed 47 times compared to passing at 28. Uh, you're just not going to get that. You're just not going to get that. You're not Unless you're efficient, which they were in some cases, but Lamar's runs, most of them weren't efficient. Well, 16 for 65, so yeah. he did okay. Yeah, I, I, I want the quarterback getting a little bit better yards per carry because you again you should be running when they don't expect it not every time they do well but again they run a lot of rpos so he really is reading the defense and then making the decision if he's keeping it or not and if they're gonna cut under and leave him open to make a better run than the running back then that's why he's got those at the end of the day they're still a playoff team but i just i still see a, a steelers team that i'm just like they've won four games because the other team keeps messing up versus them just destroying. Yeah, things. I think the Ravens are better than the Steelers. Uh, Minus mean, records. I know Steelers are the only undefeated team left in the league, but I still think the Ravens are better than the Steelers. I Steelers defense is just too good it's right good. now. It's good. It is. It's I mean, good. They, had, they had two picks and two fumble recoveries. But look at what That's Baltimore what was still able to do. If they can protect the ball just a little better. I mean, Baltimore had two shots in the fourth quarter to win yep. that game. Yep. yep. And on the last pass that he threw to the end zone i was like why are you throwing that to willie sneed that should be going to mark andrews yeah i agree with that so all right so we're gonna go back to the san francisco and seattle game yeah i think we need to wrap back around and hit that because russ is still just cooking i mean he's cooking i, I this has got to be the best receiving core in the league right now hands down dk and tyler Ooh, nope can't do it I can't I can't put them on the pedestal by themselves yet. They are really good. I think Dallas is just as good. And I think they might have you said even so, better wait, if Dak hadn't gone down. I mean, I, I could agree with that, but they're never gonna get the ball thrown to them like they did before. So Cooper's still like top five receiver. Yes. Yes. Dak's now. still top five in passing yards. Yeah. He's putting up crazy numbers, but it, so for the rest of the year, the Dallas Cowboys offense is that not doesn't lessen be, the talent. That's not no, their fault. But so I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about best receiving cores, here, here's a stat for you, Caleb. DK and Tyler Lockett are the first teammates in NFL history, each with 500 receiving yards and seven receiving touchdowns. Cool. If Dak doesn't go down, you don't think Dallas has a combination looking very similar? I think. Well, you think CD Lamb and look producer Cooper? here. You don't need to just be speaking up because it's Dallas and you're trying to throw in some good news. I feel okay? like they Let's spread the ball around away. too much. I mean, because you still got Gallup, he still has Schultz. Zeke was catching the ball a little more. These two right here are basically doing it by themselves, and then throwing DJ Moore for his like three yard touchdown catch. Okay, we weren't talking about best duos. If we're talking best duos, that conversation might change a little bit. Okay, well, he said Lockett and Tyler. He said best receiving core. I said best receiving core. Did you? And oh, I said okay. I think that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. I also think if you go down to Arizona, that's also a really good receiving core. I don't I don't. I'll know. take Lockett and Metcalf over Hopkins and Kirk right yeah, now. Right and Fitzgerald. now. Absolutely. Right now. Not, not even – don't even have to think about it. You put them with Russ. I mean, you have two number, and you one. don't have the same thing. Oh, they're they're good with Russ, yeah. But DK is on a whole other level right now, dude. DK is quickly becoming one of the best receivers. And Tyler the Lockett is in the really, really good. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just so, saying. So, like, you've I got think... DeAndre Hopkins near the top. Well, I think DK's. But 
I think DK is actually better than Hopkins right now. Oh. I, I don't. Oh. I'm not. You don't see Hopkins get a 40 yard pass and take it to the house like DK did the other day, well, running across the field. He did it like eight times last year. No, DK's no. on a different level. He breaks tackles and then outruns everyone else. DeAndre Hopkins catches everything that comes near him, yes. and he catches everything with his toe drag, toe drag swag that he's got going on. He's got the best hands in the game, but what DK can do on the field right now is he he Hopkins can't touch that. I think he's on his way to that. I'm not going to put him up there yet. Oh, I think he's up there. I know what my eyes tell me. He's up there, dude. He's up there. Actually, I think DK's three in fantasy right now. Three or four. So who's above him? Lockett's one, I think. Lockett is number one this year. And I believe two is... Hopkins, I think Hopkins is number two. Yeah, Hopkins is number two. But you got two of the top three receivers. I mean, I got more to do with the quarterback than it is them being the best receivers. I, in I the don't league. know. I mean, I think him and DK just connect so well together. I think DK is amazing. Like I said, I think he's on his way to being that. And I think Lockett's I think familiarity with Russ is a plus. I Russell before. Russell because of those two guys are gonna is gonna challenge the touchdown record this year. Well, I think he's already. He's ahead of the pace, yeah, but he's going to no, challenge. No, he's three behind the pace, I think. No, he's ahead of it. He's ahead of it. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. Manning was at like 28, and he's at like 25. He's at 29. Before last week. So after week eight. Right. So you're saying Manning only had one after week eight? So. All right. Talk talk yeah. about the 49ers, Caleb, while we prove you wrong. Go ahead. Look it up. Look it up. Guys, want some little stats about the 49ers? They are injured. They now have guys on COVID. Their starting quarterback is out. He's not looking good. They might move on from him. I think that Darnold deal could be really sweet long-term for San Francisco and right away next year. Uh, Kittle's gone. Yeah, Kittle out for a little bit. He's got a, a broken uh, bone in his foot, I believe, or something yeah, along those lines. Uh, not a lot of good coming from running backs. They're going real deep. They picked up Hasty off the practice squad and started him. Uh, anything else? Uh, they might have a receiver that they play this week. Bourne probably is the only guy left, really. Uh, I think they got Dwelly. Dwelly might be coming. Guys, San Francisco, not in a good spot right now. Not, not looking good for them, unfortunately. Moving on. <laughs> Wait, does Pinky have it? He's looking. He's looking real hard, guys. Technology. Did the producer find it before me? Well, the producer found something that says he's currently on pace for 75 touchdown passes, but hold on, here's, doesn't do here's it an article. Russell Wilson throws 26 TD pass breaks Peyton Manning's record. Okay, so he's a little bit ahead of the pace then. With 20, Peyton had 26, and he's at 29. So did I see it backwards then? So by game eight, Tom Brady had 30 in 2007. Russell Wilson has 30. In game by game nine, Brady and Manning had 30. They're projecting Russ at 33. So he's he w- he's ahead of the pace right now. So he's he has to get at least one to stay on the pace, is what you're telling me. Because Brady and Manning had 30 after week nine. 
Correct. Okay. So Tom Brady had 30 at week eight and week nine. So he didn't throw any week nine of 2007. Manning kept caught up that week and had 30 week nine. Which is crazy because that year Manning threw six on week one. That was a good stat. <laughs> so I was wrong about this, but that is I, I, I so thought I saw that in, differently. In, in Caleb, I thought he had I, thirty after week eight. They were showing it in the game, like that's why I knew it. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought it was okay. Well, either way, I mean, he's, he's the MVP right now. I, I don't know who else you would give it to. All right, moving on. Giants, Buccaneers. Oh, nobody's going to the Monday to say night game first. Just let's go when, talk about this awesome game with this dude called Brady, who just ridiculously awesome, I guess, huh? I mean, I I got to say the Giants played a lot better against Tampa than I thought they were. If if Daniel Jones could hit that deep ball, oh, Tampa, they crush him, yeah, crush him. Three of them, I think, two to Slayton and one to Sterling Shepard. Yeah, his deep ball was so off that game, and if he hits any of them, at least it didn't fall down while he was running. <laughs> the turf monster did not get him this. Stayed week. on his feet this game. He's but he's upright. He still turned over the ball multiple times. That's still what's killing them. Um, well, I, he had that last pick he had was just horrible. I, I've got. To, I'd have to. I'd move on. I'm sorry. I just. I've seen so many still, turnovers from the guy. I just. You don't. You don't Jameis Winston 2.0? Same thing. Yeah. He he could never get away from turning over the ball. I think it can be corrected. I do. Um but, are, but if, he's got to put in some work. If, he's got to get a little a, bit better at reading situations. If you have a top sure. three pick again and you can get one of these top quarterbacks coming out, do you have enough faith that he will correct it above I can just grab another quarterback and I can ship him off? Well, I think I was reading today that Mel Kuyper had the Giants taking uh, the quarterback from North Dakota. Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. So I'm high on Lance, and I'd still keep Jones in that situation. I'd go get more offensive line help. I've just seen him turn over the ball so many times, just like Winston. Like, we always hoped that Winston Winston can throw the ball as well as any quarterback, but he makes the worst decisions, and it costs you. He did that in well, college, Well, he can see though. now, so maybe that will nah, help. No, he did it in his I, – I, I was never high on Winston. He couldn't see he did the in same college, thing at Florida apparently, State. either. He did the same thing at Florida State. He didn't He's see those supremely talented, but he pocket. always but turned the ball over. With with Jones, it, it's – That's how he got caught with the year, crab legs and stuff, too. The dude just does oh, not make legs. smart decisions. Yeah, crab legs. That's what it was. Shrimp. His Jumps his, on tables and talks about grabbing women. Hey, like, yeah. not a great decision maker. If Never has been. If you're an Daniel Uber driver different. In, the Saint, in the New Orleans area, don't pick him up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Daniel Jones, though, has never been known as bad decision maker. He's just making some bad decisions. So I think he can correct it if you give him the help he needs. I think he's more athletic than or as athletic as if you're going to get a Trey Lance, based on what I've seen from Trey Lance right now. I didn't know Daniel Jones could run like that. And after he showed me that, he, I he, realized he's a lot. He had some. He's of got that. a lot more wiggle than I thought he did. They they talked about his. He had some athleticism coming out of out of college. So I I don't think they move on um, unless you can get maybe Justin Fields, and well, I think Justin Fields is as talented so as Trevor right Lawrence. now. One of the top teams is going to take that tackle from Oregon. That's going to happen. Which so. I think that would be the Giants. I, I think that would be more appropriate for them than anything else. I almost else. think you need to give Daniel Jones a chance with the full team. Exactly. I mean, he has give him had, another offensive lineman. Give him Saquon Barkley. And, and again, all his receivers. I mean, then a couple of his linemen, you know, elected to stay out this season. 
Yeah, he's so, not playing with a full deck for sure. You know, he hasn't had Saquon. Nope. Slayton, Shepard, all playing together at the same time. So I, I think you need to give him at least one more year before you say, you know what, get out. And worst case, you get that tackle, your offensive line is set. Dallas proved that that is a great formula because you can find a quarterback that can be serviceable and grow into something or just be yeah. really good. Dalton would probably be available next year. So you got an option. Oh. They yeah. can always bring back Cooper Rush because obviously Big Red probably isn't going anywhere. He seems to ingrain himself to wherever he's at. Well, he's trying to stack his resume. <laughs> what are you talking about producer jerry jones gave him a glowing recommendation no, I'm saying please hire my son sir <laughs> but uh i think uh tampa is an amazing defense and all these people giving me tom brady numbers i i again i'm gonna say it again i never said he was gonna fall off a cliff i never said he's gonna be trash I just don't think he's a top 10 quarterback anymore. I think he's got so much talent around him, finally. And he's a smart dude who knows how to play the game. He was one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. That he's going to be able to make some plays. But I fully believe in my head there are 10 dudes right now who I would probably take over him if I had the opportunity. Well, I would say right now in his career, yes. But overall, no. Nobody's talking overall. I'm just saying. Though. I'm just saying. As of this so season, so I I would take I would I would probably take ten quarterbacks over Brady for a full season. Absolutely, right now, one game now would be a little bit tougher. I wish we had Brady. <laughs> producer again, wishing he had somebody else's quarterback. Poor any, producer. Any, any quarterback, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, you guys. Uh, my Sam had the best idea. Go get Fitzmagic. I said that two weeks ago. Yeah, Zach said that. Oh, awesome! Yeah, but I don't. Guy. I don't see that happening. I don't either. But well, trade that deadline already passed. So well, yeah, Miami would it, never let him go. I think you guys made a mistake by not coming and getting ripping from the Broncos. I don't think that was even the a the thought. game tape he put on in those two weeks was just spectacular, and you guys could have done a I don't lot know of if damage I'd say with that. that. I don't want to say spectacular. <laughs> it was serviceable. At Is best. there not enough sarcasm dripping out of the mic right now for everybody to understand that? Anybody but what you have would have probably been serviceable I don't even know if I'd watch the game this week if I was a Cowboys fan who are they playing this week I don't know. who cares it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch for anybody who's not a Dallas fan stack your lineup <laughs> whoever's playing DFS against the Cowboys actually our secondary looks pretty Oh, now Dig, producer's Dig, trying to talk. Diggs looked okay. <laughs> okay. Who did you play? He had two picks. Yeah, I mean, two wait, picks. wait, wait, producer, producer, hang on. Who did you play? Oh, all of a sudden that matters now. Well, Carson Wentz has been. Well, if you're going to talk about how good picks. your defense looked, let's talk about the other competition they were playing. He looked just like his brother on that second pick. <laughs> That's a good catch. That was a good catch. Oh, yeah. Someone get this man a mic. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might need to put a mute button on this guy <laughs> coming in here and trying to take the All talent's right. job. So let's move on to the last game, which really shouldn't have been the last game. They won. It was. They won. It was probably the most exciting game. Can of the you weekend. tell me who we're talking about? A little mile high miracle. A little mile was high magic. A mile high miracle. Woo! Woo! So of any game this season, I don't know if I've seen a team play so epically bad. And then all of a sudden in the second half, it looks like they're great. Like 
I don't. I haven't seen that this year. You know why they won the second half, right? I know. I have a good. Bosa was out. Bosa was out for most of it. He no, played the last no, no, series. No, 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 no. It's because my wings were done, and we finally starting to eat them the second half. We were mm. eating the wings. The wings were good. <laughs> that is a good point. We celebrated a little bit. Hung out at Zach's. He made us wings on his Traeger grill. Traeger, holler at us. Thanks for the invite, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. That was my wife's fault. It was. You can ask him. He was standing right there. Speaking of other things COVID doesn't allow you to do, large gatherings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we kicked. Technically, you're only supposed to be mingling two households. We tried three. Shh. Well, that that rule didn't go into effect till today. Today. So we're cool. Oh. So we were good. We were good. So um, Herbert's really awesome. Chargers are the new Falcons, though. They are. They are. For Herbert sure. is looking good, for but sure. Chargers. And I, I feel I, bad for Herbert because I mean, well, they still got some talent. We'll see what they can do. I think Lynn's a good coach, Lynn's, but it is the Lynn's Chargers. Get, Lynn's getting fired. Probably it's because it's Chargers. They don't make good decisions. That's not his fault, though, man. It's yeah. totally their deep. medical staff. Get, their medical staff is stabbing players with needles into the lungs. I mean, well, that's probably the best thing the Chargers have done all ooh, season. Ooh, that would have been a good idea. Cowboys get Tyrod. I mean, yeah. I don't think Tyrod's lung is healed yet. Oh, I think I he think is. he's active. Yeah, I he's think he's, de- the back he's definitely active. If I Tyrod, I'm trading myself. I'm getting the hell out of there, man. Their medical staff yeah. is notorious for terrible issues. Their training staff—they're always injured. Yeah, they're bad. Something goes on with the Chargers that are just not good. Yeah, man, Chargers are bad. First team since 2003 Falcons. God, the Falcons are just bad. First team since 2003 Falcons to lose three games where they led by 17 or more points. And they technically lost the lead in the Jacksonville game, too, of more than 16 points. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it like early third quarter? Browns were down like 24-3. Yeah. Drew Locke is It's 24-3. Phillip Lindsay runs for his 55-yard touchdown. Yeah. Gives the offense a little, little bit of a boost. Uh, we get the ball back from the Chargers, and then we go and throw an interception. And then, thankfully, Herbert throws to Mike Williams in the corner of the end zone, which actually was not a horrible play. Mike Williams had a chance at the ball. Bryce Callahan just happens to look up, and the ball is, like, right in front of his face. It wasn't a great throw. But he could have gone. Mike Williams could have gotten it. But Callahan made a hell of a play as a defender. But that, right right from there, the, the, the door got opened. It was, it was, and they still they still scored six more points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the Chargers so, lost the game. To be honest with you, the fact that the Broncos won kind of made me sad. It was super exciting, but it kind of made me sad because we're just losing draft picks. <laughs> I'm just I'm just well, watching this draft happen. Draft pick positions, anyways. I, I still felt like we were gonna luck into a couple wins with Lockett quarterback, that we wouldn't be in the top ten. Mm, I'm looking forward to next year, 2021. I mean, as but, I as I talked about it, guys, we had four rookies. And three second-year players on the offense that were in with those three touchdown drives, right? That's a really young team. I think it's a talented young team. The future is bright. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I agree. But and then once you get Sutton back, I think. Yeah, that was out without bit. Sutton, without Tim Patrick. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about before, they're one of three teams who have been just devastated by injury and, and other things of that nature. So it's tough, but... I think that's kind of why I was like excited and sad. Like, I mean, you're telling me we get a top offensive lineman 
no, sorry, you beat the Chargers last second. Well, well <laughs> thankfully, there's about three or four good ones, and there's at least three or four good quarterbacks. So there, there's going to be a, one that drops. We'll get we'll get one. Yeah, but we can't afford another four year project like Bulls. Well, who also finally didn't have a good game, but I'm not going to hold that against him because he's actually played so well the whole season. I mean, he was playing Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. I'm not going to fault the guy for not having the best game against yeah, those guys. This is the first game I can remember actually hearing his name called. Yeah. But that had, hold on Ingram was horrible. That was pretty bad hold. He had three holding <laughs> penalties. Kind of made up One for of them the wasn't season. bad. One of them was it was like one of them was a little ticky tack. What I will say though is he protected the quarterback better than the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, so, you know, Chargers, you you've got some optimism because Herbert does look legit. Like, he's going to be a top 10 dude for a long time. Broncos, we're still trying to figure out what Locke is, but he could be that too. So, we're still not I mean, sure. What do we see? When when he had time in the pocket, he was on. Play calling for Herbert is a lot better than it is for Locke. Yes. Yeah, a like, lot better. Herbert's sling it all over. In the first half, uh, oh, it was dink the, and dunk. the play calling was hit everybody. The coaches got in his ear. And was like, for two straight weeks, we've thrown downfield and we haven't completed. So today, I want you to take the five-yard play. And that's what he did the whole first half. And that we, we were awful. It was like, it's third and eight, five yards. <laughs> like, you, you, you're not going to win doing that. You've got to go to the sticks. So Awkward silence. Sorry, Sorry guys. the uh, producer just got an update that he decided he needed to share with everybody. Dallas Cowboys to start Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush against the Steelers. Yeah, producer, we those knew are, that already. Danucci's done. Those are horrible options. I'm just saying. I'm trying to find a bright side, okay? There is no uh, bright side. That's not bright. I've got a bright side. <laughs> that is not. If that's too. what you're looking for as a bright side, that's not it. Take 100 bucks. bet against the Cowboys. Perfect. That's a bright side. Yeah, then they're doing you some Play joy. the Steelers <laughs> defense and DFS. All right, I think we can start moving on a little bit here. Yeah. So uh, we can go ahead and get a little uh, DFS going. We'll do a quick rundown here for you guys, kind of like we did last week, so we don't take too much time because, you know, we had a bunch of other stuff. Um, but, uh, Zach, what are we going to do here? All right. So now I'm, I'm going to look at quarterback first. Today. He's jumping right in, guys. Right we're going to try to do this quickly somewhat. Probably never happened with us, but we're going to try. And I like Locke this week against Atlanta, 5,200. Put him in. Put him in already. Pinky? It's Atlanta, so I, I I like it, yeah. I'm hoping the Broncos do exactly I mean, the same thing they did the second half. I, I try to take off my orange glasses when I put Broncos players in DFS, so that's kind of hard for me sometimes, but that's a good price. Yeah, and the matchup is just too good. So, I like I like a Judy stack this week. Uh, I don't know about Judy. Just he stack. got 10-plus looks. Yeah, they're going to f- keep forcing the ball to him. It's going to happen. Okay, so then, then I'm... I'm putting Dalvin Cook in for sure. He's going to be part of my core four for my stacks this week. They're playing Detroit. Let's see what happens. Okay. 32 ranked rushing defense. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think that's kind of crazy asking him to do back-to-back crazy weeks. Well, I'm not expecting him to score 50 again, but I'm definitely expecting him in the high 20s. 30. Okay. Okay. Exactly. For his price range at 82 anyways. You guys got anything to add to that? No. I like it. Like it? And then I'm going to put Philip Lindsay in. At 5,200. Monitor the toe. He was technically, if they had practiced today, they canceled practice, but if they did, 
he would have been limited with a toe. He was limited with the toe for last week's game, though, too. Keep that in mind. So, yeah. well, he had the turf it didn't toe. Limit him much. This is actually different. He stubbed his toe during the game. So, mm. yeah. So I like Philip Lindsay in this spot against Atlanta. Did he stub before or after the fifty-yard TD run? It just said during the game. Unfortunate that we can't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then he still that... had a twenty-yarder after that. Well, yeah, but then did he injure it after that? Even like he only had a couple. How carries. well did he run with the bruise? He only had like six carries. Toe. Yeah, he's got to get more touches. Yeah. You Especially might if you want feed that Phil. to work. Okay. You Moving might, on. You might want to maybe swap him out for Gordon. Just depends on how you feel. I personally like Lindsey because it saves me a little cash. And then I could probably get like a better running back for my flex, like uh, James Conner I'm looking at against Dallas. What's he value at? 69. 69. What about a Chase Edmonds? I'll take uh Connor over Edmonds. I think I would too. The price is almost the same. Hmm. I think it's sixty nine hundred for Edmonds this week. Well, let's just take a look. Edmonds is sixty eight hundred. Sixty eight hundred. What is Miami. he? What is he? I feel like he's twenty plus every time he's gotten the the lion's share of touches in the backfield. Um. Well, I mean, he's only had. These are his attempts. Six, three, three, four, three, five, five. He's not been the pure starter until this week. Right. And he gets passing game work and he has a tendency to break him off. So if he's gonna be the dude. But if if I'm if I'm gonna pay this almost the same price, I'll take Connor versus I'll take anybody against Dallas. Yeah, I agree with Pinky there. Okay. So if it's the same price. So I hear you. I hear you. That means I'm locking Connor in at sixty nine in my flex position. Okay, so then we'll go to wide receiver, and I'm looking at uh, Justin Jefferson against Minnesota. I just don't think the volume's there for his price tag. Isn't he I don't like think high the, sixes? I don't know if the defense is going to force them to have to pass the ball. That's why I worry about that. I think Thielen eats this week. I do believe that. I think he's got like eight catches, 100-plus yards, maybe a touchdown. I think Jefferson's feast or famine, then you're looking for one of those big Big play touchdown. But this is your lineup, Zach, so you do what you want. Do what I want. I just feel like Thielen is – he's overvalued right now. His price, I'm not his, saying his, I would pro- pay for Thielen. I'm yeah. just saying I think he's the one that gets gets the most catches and yeah. yards this week. I mean, he could be. So then I'm also looking at Deontay Johnson. I know he's been kind of hit or miss, but against Dallas, I'm going to say play all three of the receivers. <laughs> So, and I, he's burned me so much this year. I cannot start him with any confidence. He, he hasn't burned me yet because I only played him the one game. He blew up, blew up. Could have played him last I've week. Played him real in, nice. I've played him in fantasy multiple weeks, and every time I play him, he gets hurt in the first like time he touches so the ball. So do me a favor, out. keep him on your bench this week. Oh, he's going in because <laughs> I have to. My <laughs> weeks are not kind to me this week. Well, then you might want to change that pick. <laughs> Since he sucks. I've cursed him this year. Yeah. <laughs> I picked him up in like five leagues and it's not gone well. Yeah, he's had three weeks with less than two points. Yeah, he has. He's hit or miss for sure, but against Dallas, I'm just, I like. See, I like everybody against Dallas. That's true. Claypool. Uh, Stack Pittsburgh's whole offense, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Big Ben, Claypool, Juju. Big Ben is actually a probably good Ebron. play this week. I just feel like they're going to be up so many points because 
Dallas isn't going to do anything that they're going to run the ball. Dallas is going to win. Dallas is not going to Dallas is going to shock the world. Okay, then I, then I picked up uh, <laughs> Scary Terry at 6,500 against the Giants. Great play. I love Scary Terry against the Giants. He's just consistent. He eats. He, he eats. eats. And then I'm looking at Hayden Hurst against Denver. I don't like that at all. Any tight end versus Denver is a good play. They still can't cover the tight end. It's hey, better. Hayden Hurst is a bust. I don't know. He's been playing pretty good, actually. I mean, they. I don't think they've thrown to the tight end as much as they had in the past with uh, Austin Hooper, which is probably why they maybe the offense doesn't look as good. They as They didn't throw been. a lot to the tight end to begin with. They threw a lot to Hooper. Not really. Well, I was looking between him and Evan Ingram. I mean, they just throw the ball so much that he gets some of it. Pretty sure Hooper had close to 90 catches last year. Ooh, that sounds way high. I'm I'm in DFS mode right now, so you guys want stats, you look them up yourself. Yeah, that's fine. I don't like Hayden Hurst, though. I'm not high on him at all. Yeah, but I think I think you got I think playing okay eyes. and saving money is a better shot at getting high points than Hayden Hurst. I think OK's got a better shot at a touchdown than Hayden Hurst does. Well, the problem is, is like, is Drew Locke going to feed everybody? You can't put everybody in the Broncos. No, game. you can't. But I think OK is always going to get touches if Drew Locke's playing. I think they've proven that the last two weeks. He's not wrong in that. He may be wrong about a lot of things, but Albert O is not one of them. I mean, Albert O, I think, is a good play. But I don't think I'd stack three Broncos together. OK, you got to save money if you play Albert O. You could change judy out yeah well i'll probably tinker with that with a different lineup at the moment but this is kind of just like uh i think for sure you got to start dalvin cook this week yeah <clears throat> love that i mean i know he's the second expensive most expensive running back out there i think christian mccaffrey is actually still first <laughs> yeah how how they're pricing christian mccaffrey so high in his first game back if he does get activated it's pretty crazy yeah. So then, didn't you tell me though, and the audience that you don't necessarily want to play a lineup that everybody else is going to? She should be looking at other options. Well, than I the think, most popular dude on everybody's roster. I think yes and no. You you want to have some guys that they're not going to hit, but like Dalvin, I didn't play Dalvin Cook last week at all, not a single lineup, and look what he did. Now, am I saying he's going to have fifty plus fantasy points again? No, but the matchup is. Just too good not to pay up for Dalvin Cook. And I wish I had done it last week because the matchup was also good. Well, then you but start I was sacrificing higher. other positions, though. So Well, I was higher on Hunt last week. Yeah, that was a bust, unfortunately. You know? And then all the research I did said Hunt should have been the number one running back last week. He, I mean, it all added up to looking like he was going to have a huge day, and it was a bust as far as that's concerned. So it's unfortunate. But, yeah. I mean, I just – I don't know. I feel like going with the the crowd, if you will, I think everybody's going to be on the Dalvin Cook bandwagon this week. So how do you well, – if that, you're going to do that, then how are you making your lineup diverse and different from everybody else going from there? I well, think it would I know be the big question. Pinky's not playing Deontay Johnson, so that helps. That's true. I am not playing Deontay Johnson. And I highly doubt a lot of people are out there because it's hit or miss. But I'm looking for that sleeper. Right. I agree. I agree. There there are some in that lineup. Where where else? What other spots do we need to fill real quick? Uh, the defense. And I chose the Giants against Washington. I I really think you should play 
Um, Minnesota. Well, Detroit. Now I probably will, but I made this lineup before Matthew Stafford went out on COVID. I did this this morning while I was. Uh, Although we have watching to, my employee load up my truck, we do have to watch some of that because they can get placed on COVID and be back like four we days do. later. So I think if Stafford plays, Minnesota's not going to be a good D. That would be true. You'd want to switch that out. So I think it's cheap enough. It would still be serviceable. I don't know. I think I don't think the Giants is a bad decision. Their defense has definitely been playing a little bit better. Um, but Washington and Gibson and Scary Terry have been finding the end zone somehow still, but they turn the ball over a lot. Yeah, that's which what I'm which helps on. which helps with those points for sure. All right, so run down the lineup then, Zach. What are you looking at? And obviously, guys, there's a lot of indecision this week, and that has a lot to do with buys and things of that nature as well. COVID's a big one this week. COVID's a big one this week as well. So the indecision you're hearing from these two is, is not because they don't know what to do. It's just because things are a little up in the air with a lot of matchups and players and teams and, and things of that nature. So run it down, top to bottom. What are we looking at? All right, at? so at quarterback, I got Drew Locke at 5,200. Um, I like Herbert this week as well. I'm just going to throw that out there. And pro- possibly Big Ben against Dallas. Um, then I got Dalvin Cook, which I think is a must play. Going against. Lock it in. Gold <laughs> stamp in. of approval. Well, the 32nd ranked rush defense in Detroit, I think you almost have to play Cook. God, to me, that just seems like a trap. It very For well some reason, be. I just feel trap. For any other team besides Minnesota who constantly runs the ball so they don't have to have Kirk Cousins throw it. You'd be wrong. <laughs> Let's hope Zach's sake. Otherwise, he got trapped two weeks in a row. Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. Trap, trap. Trap, trap. All right. Then I got Philip Lindsay saving a little cash on running back, hoping he can do something. Feed Phil. Against, yeah, feed Phil at 5,200. Um, Justin Jefferson at 61. But keep in mind, I still have $400 cash left to tinker with. So well, Let's get through the lineup first yeah. before you start talking. I'm just letting you know. Things. Come on. Then I got Deontay Johnson at 5,000. Scary Terry at 6,500. Um, Hayden Hurst at 4,100 against the Broncos. Always a good play. And then James Conner against Dallas at 6,900. And right now I actually have the Vikings defense in. And I want to throw out there was a great flex option, uh, James Robinson against the Texans. My man Caleb brought that up. 7,000 is a little pricey, I think, for Robinson. Yeah, but my starting quarter running backs, if I'm going there, I'm actually looking a little deeper on the starters, and I'm looking at a Naheem Hines, and I'm looking at Chase Edmonds this week. But Naheem Hines against Baltimore? I don't care if he's not. I don't like anybody against Baltimore. So. Yeah. So. James Conner ate last week. Did he? I'm pretty sure he only had 47 yards and a touchdown. I don't know. Silence. Crickets, crickets. I honestly don't know. But he also doesn't really catch the ball out of the backfield like Naheem Hines does. So that's where I think you make up the difference. I don't there. know. I th- just think Naheem Hines has, you know, one good game out of every six. So and this will not be it. This will not be it. I'm just throwing out some other options that I think might be available. Well, I'm telling you you're wrong. Zach's trying to tell me how to lose money. Guys, one of these days I might actually just put Which we actually like to tell happens. Caleb is that he's wrong. He is wrong. So maybe I'll float you. I'm just gonna play I my like lineup it. and see what happens. I don't know. Guys. I've let Caleb What's make the a action couple on lineups? the payback gonna be on No, that? no, no. Zach Zach asked me if I made a lineup, what would it look like? Within three seconds I gave him something. I said we could start with this. 
I didn't tinker with it after that. I didn't look at anything. And then Zach tells me, I played that stupid lineup you had and I lost money. Yep. I wasn't done with it. It was a starting point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so are all mine. So Terrible. Well, anyways, I, I hope you guys have good luck with this lineup. Tinker as you know you want to. Um, going to be a lot of tinkering by me, I can tell you that. And anything to add, Pinky? No, it's a, it's a little bit of a tougher week this week. There's not a lot of great matchups. Pretty much, you got Atlanta, you know, Denver, you got Dallas. Any, you know, anybody playing against Dallas is a good matchup. Minnesota against Detroit, that should be a good matchup if Stafford's not playing. So there's a couple things out there. Houston and Jacksonville, any of those guys, they're a little expensive this week, but those guys could be good plays. I mean, that might be a good play since Lutton. Is that his name, Lutton? Mm-hmm. Jake gonna, Lutton. Yeah, he's going to be the quarterback this week, so they're probably going to force feed the rock. Ridiculous. Minshew is Robinson. doing well and losing. That's exactly what you want. There's no reason to change it up. Well, he's hurt. Well, he's hurt. Yeah, they're he's not hurt. pulling him. They're not benching oh, he him. He's hurt. hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're problem? not getting rid of him. Yeah, he broke a finger. Oh, I didn't see he that. He played with a broken finger last week in his non-throwing hand, I believe it was. So he had surgery, and he has to take – a still week or two off. Yeah, still look better than Nucci. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. With that being said, uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful week until we get a chat with all of you again. Uh, catching everybody on the flip side before we kick it out here. I want to uh, thank Peaky again for supplying us with uh, some 291 again. It is tasty. It is delicious. It is smooth. It keeps the good vibes flowing all evening. And let's throw a shout out to one of our sponsors, our first sponsor. Tabala's Mexican Cuisine. Go find that truck out there in Colorado Springs. I looked at their website. They've got good-looking street tacos. So let's get out there. Let's support Tabala's. With everything going on, we need to support our local businesses. With that being said, guys, have a wonderful evening. I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave